Now, hello, hello. It is Monday, March 7th, 2016, and you are listening to, watching, or somehow getting involved with episode three of the Game Genie podcast. I'm Max Totally Futile Person. To the right is Joe Conan Marsh. Underneath me is Martin Dustus Walters. And in the bottom right hand corner is Orson. How are we doing? <laughs> just just awesome. Just awesome. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought he, 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 oh, we should have had a better, like, uh, the man, the legend, who should have been here for two <laughs> weeks but wasn't here, the greatest gamer this side of the channel. Overhyped oh, as much as we channel, possibly can. The ocean, can. The, the pond, wherever, and in America as well, the best gamer ever, best gamer. Enough about me. <laughs> Rupert's also here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's going well. As you can see, as those of you that listen to the um, Unstable Portal podcast will be aware, we have oh. just pinched the uh, the theme music from there. We will be trying to find our uh, our own piece of music. Uh, Orthon is is a musician, and uh, he's going to see if he can dig something out for us, and we'll we'll have something a little bit more individual for you next oh. week. Yeah. <laughs> but until then, you just have to put up with the, uh, the the same music that you've been listening to for the last year. If you and you are. have to put up with Max telling us about it. They know, they heard it. They'll deal with it, Max. They've All already right. dealt with it. All right. How are you guys doing? Is everybody is everybody happy, pumped? You know, Monday's a good day, right? No, Joe's depressed. Joe's sitting there going, this oh, could be Black Desert time. I could be playing Black Desert right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just respect my character. Did you have to pay waiting. for it? What's that? Did you have to pay for it? Yes, I paid a lot for it. Really? I sacrificed my soul. Did you? You and, had to pay real money to respec and, and my food money for the the next month. <laughs> so how much? Uh, I got the hundred euro pre-order so that I could play a few days earlier. No, how, how, how much? How much to respec? How much was you to change? Respect. Oh, I didn't pay for respec. Sorry. Oh, okay. uh, so how do does it work? Do you? If, uh, you get a free respec at level 45. Ah. After that, you have to pay. How much is it? Um, I've no idea. I didn't look. I've been here 30 seconds and I've already sidetracked it way off. <laughs> <laughs> way off. It's fine. It was but a it, question that I was curious about as well because I've been I playing. I imagine it's pretty expensive. And I think, like, I know the whole cash shop thing, but I think they also do it on purpose because it's it's a... A lot like some older MMOs where it's very hard to respect so that your choices actually mean something and you have to put thought into your character and people's builds are different. Instead of just like everybody net decking one build and then insta respecing. Well, exactly. It's it's a game where you kind of want to be able to experiment a lot in the start because the build is so complex. It seems a bit rubbish that you get one respec and then you have to pay for them as well. Yeah, there is that side of it. I, mean, mm. I like experimenting and yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's we'll talk about this later on in our designated Black Desert <laughs> <laughs> online. This is a Black Desert podcast. Didn't you get the, didn't the you Black get the show Desert books? podcast? <laughs> well, this, I mean, the, the, the Black Desert will, will get spoken about when we talk about games that we've been playing this week, which is pretty much what I was going to get to. We uh, Martin's looking very upset because we missed the opening banter for his uh, his new wig, which he has now taken off. Yeah, whatever, lad. I go around, I get props, I put in effort. Like, I, I bring something special, but mm-hmm. no one cares about that. Oh. The trick is over. I'm sorry. Well, the big news for me is I have moved. As you may have noticed, the background behind me isn't the same. Ah, oh, there it is. Well done. The, the, the You're having came it back at a out. jaunty angle because I'm not happy. <laughs> <laughs> Surely that's the, the, the opposite of what a jaunty angle implies. Fuck off. <laughs> 
Can <laughs> <laughs> you wear it backwards to be cool? I don't know, when you, when you wear a mohawk backwards, oh my god, that's amazing. There we go. <laughs> this is kind of what my hair would be like if I grew it out. I just get like a little ruffling going on there. Like mad oh, scientist. Please grow your hair like out. Crusty the clown. Would be amazing. <laughs> oh, I we just seem to. From the call. Yeah, we we have back. lost Rupert from the call. Let me. Um... There we go. I shall no, return. Robert. He's reconnecting. He's there. We have yeah. regained. We have regained him. Okay. I don't, I don't know why that happened. It's all right. All is all is well again. All is well. All right. So, so Martin, since you're so unhappy, why don't you go first? Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been playing this week? Oh my goodness! Actually, I'm not prepared for this. I should look at my Steam list. What have I been? Well, obviously, I played uh, all the games that I normally play: Rocket League, Hearthstone. I haven't played any Don't Starve. I've been playing loads of that recently, but I didn't this week. Mm. The original XCOM. Everything that I've told you that I've been playing recently. Or in the Blind Forest. One thing I did play a little bit this week, I haven't played in ages, Frozen Synapse. We did mention it last week. There's also another game uh, made by the same people called Frozen something or another. I can't remember off the top of my head. It's essentially using the same thing. Frozen Synapse is the... Um, you plan out about two seconds worth of time with your squad of uh, players and a top-down view, and then your opposition's also done that, and then the two minutes is played simultaneously. And uh, <coughs> so you tell them where to walk, where to aim, that kind of thing. Um, and basically, this new game they've done was the same thing apart from American football, so it's kind of like half a cross between Blood Bowl and Frozen Synapse, I suppose, where it's not obviously American football, it's American football-based uh, kind of game like Blood Bowl is you know you're, you've got an end zone you, you're trying to pass it down you can run it and throw it and you tackle people um, but you do the same thing you plan out two seconds and you go there and I was really interested in getting it uh, I saw it on sale fortunately I looked into it beforehand because they didn't support it very well at all and they haven't there's like a load of bugs that decided not to bother fixing because I decided oh not enough people are going to buy it so there's no point so there's no multiplayer really in it at all you can only the AI is apparently good but I was if I got if I could pick it up for a few quid I'd get to play it for the uh, for the multiplayer but I uh, for the single player I mean sorry but yeah is it like Synapse two or is it like really no it's called Frozen uh, Cortex I just looked it up Cortex Frozen that's Cortex. Cortex. but I mean like mechanics wise <laughs> like it's yes. quite similar yeah yeah very very similar like you, you control you control your people uh, for like two minutes like you know you move people around obviously trying to block passes where you think they'll pass it there's some um, there's some or whatever you call, uh, terrain there's some low terrain and high terrain high terrain you can't go through or pass through and low terrain you just can't move through but you can pass over it that kind of thing so it gives you a similar similar kind of thing like that and this little uh, you get something like five points I think for a touchdown <coughs> so there's also like little dots of light on the floor scattered about and if you have the ball and you run over them you get one point for that so you've got kind of these little things to do, you know, run and get a couple of these points, or am I going for a touchdown now, which is safer, these kind of things. And uh, it looks like really good fun. I'm kind of sad, because Frozen Synapse is a really good game. I'm kind of sad that they... It's an awesome game. Yeah, yeah they just sort of, out of that. Yeah, they, they just sort of gave up on Frozen Cortex. Um, but like I say, it'll be on the Steam sale at some point, like 75 It does look good. Off. When you get it, I'll get it. Okay, yeah. Well, I'll, we'll wait till the summer sale, and it'll bet it'll, we'll pick it up for three quid or so. <laughs> yeah, sounds like the way to go. You've uh, you've been playing some more in the Blind Forest as well, haven't you? Yeah, I've been playing a bit more in the Blind Forest. Quite enjoying that, making videos of doing that. But yeah, that's a uh, that's a fun game. That's a pretty game. It's like quite nice. I haven't played a platformer in so long. 
like really couldn't remember the last platform where I played probably 10 plus years ago. I suppose uh, Super Mario Galaxy would be the last uh, last one. Oh, Did, you wow. so that was <coughs> hmm? Did you not play Super Meat Boy? Uh, I do have that. I have played a bit of that. I suppose. I suppose it's the first one you, I've played. You need a lot. to play it. You need to play it. Super Meat Boy. I've not played Super Meat Boy either. I, it, it, it looks it's insanely on fun. About two pound. Yeah, it's like it I, always I, I costs it, nothing. I've played it. I think Sophia's played it more than me. <laughs> <laughs> really? Like yeah, I, I've, it, I've wanted to play really it. Good. Um, since the, uh, what they, they it featured in that documentary that was made about the sort of following three oh, yeah, indie yeah, developers. Yeah. When it, well, yeah. what, what was it called? Was it Indie Game the indie Movie? Game. Yeah, Indie Game the Movie. Indie Game the Movie, yeah. It was that Fez and... Um, Braid. And Braid, was that it? Obviously, Braid was a bit of a runaway success. So was Meat Boy, actually. Braid looked like... <clears throat> I mean, I don't, not that mad into platformers, but Braid looked really cool graphic-wise. Yeah, it was. Braid was good. It was very pretty. I, I never got around to playing Braid either, to be honest. But it was a good, good-looking it's, little it's platform good. game. It's, it's worth it. It's not. It'll either draw you in completely or not at all. I find. Hmm. Uh, like is it a good story or gameplay-wise? Yeah, yeah, it's got a good story. I, f- I feel like a lot of people were, were quite divided by it. They, it, it gets very difficult as well. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I definitely recommend it. There's that whole like thread mechanic, isn't there, where you have to like find thread before you run out and stuff. So yeah, it's all altering time and finding out what is affected by certain things. It's really weird to explain, but I I would hand on heart recommend that. Yeah, I'll check it out some point. It's, it's it costs nothing these days, Braid. Like it's so cheap. You can grab it in a right. Steam sale for like. Wait, I'm quid. thinking of the wrong game. A couple of quid normally. Am I? No, I don't think. Uh, I don't know. Braid's like a puzzle platformer. No, yeah, I think there's it's quite a few of them, like admittedly. The guy, and he's like, uh, he's made from a ball of string. Or a, of, uh, oh, that's the new thing. Oh, that's twine. The new thing. Twine, that's twine. what I'm thinking of. That's oh, what I was it's, talking about. It's so about difficult with, the... with all the kind of like, oh, braiding <laughs> the hair and twining <laughs> the string. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was talking about with the mechanic where you like run out of. I, I was actually going to say, I didn't know anything about Braid, but I was going to say, hey, that sounds just like that other game. <laughs> Oh, that's the one you're in. Yeah. Really good. Oh, I can think of is Kirby's Epic Yarn. Kirby's Epic Yarn. You should play that too. There was that Ninja game as well that was really good that I forget the name of. Mark of the Ninja? Yes. That's by Clay... What are they called? Clay Productions or something? I forgot what the name of the Clay studio is. Clay Entertainment, okay, yeah. they. I, I love their art style. Like All their games, they all look the same, Like, but they're so cool. Like, I really like the way their games look. I've, I've got Mark of the Ninja. It's, it's down on my list of games that I need to play at the moment. Um, I've got it installed. I just haven't quite got round to it at the moment. I mean, I've been playing some Ori in the Blind Forest this week as well, because I just absolutely loved that game. I, I think I completed it about a month and a half ago, maybe two months ago, like pretty late to the, pretty late to the party on it, but it was so good. And, and since Martin started playing it, it's kind of encouraged me to go back to it, especially since I've had no internet for the last three days. It's just moved and was waiting for someone to come and plug it all in. Um, so last night I couldn't sleep, so I got up and uh, just had a look on the computer and fired up some more in the Blind Forest and decided to go for the, um, the no ability points achievement run. So you have to finish the game without leveling up any, uh, any stuff that you spend ability points on. And it's a tough game, as it is, so this is adding an extra level of toughness. It's already being quite 
it's already becoming quite hard in that, Martin, you know how you can level up your attacks to do more damage. Mm. Because you're not allowed to do that, like, killing enemies takes a long time already. I'm only about, like, I don't know, a couple of hours in, two, two hours or so, and it's already getting to the point where it's like, just takes forever to kill something. It's really hard. So you have to keep dodging all the crap that they keep spitting out at you and take them down. But Max, you need to play Dark Souls. Dark Souls. <laughs> Dark Souls. Dark Souls is a game that I think is going to make me cry, or at least that's the reputation that it has. It's, it's... You, need, you need to do it soon, because Dark Souls 3 comes out. Everybody has to play Dark Souls and Demon Souls. Like, like Yeah, I haven't, have... I haven't played Demon Souls, oh. but yeah, my, my stream, when I was streaming regularly, made me play Dark Souls 1 and 2. Best games a, ever. Good, Definitely. Good fun. Good fun. Okay. All right. I mean, I will do it at some point. I'm sure. I tell you what. The, the, the only reason I thought of that was because you were talking about no upgrade runs. You can do sort of the same thing in Dark Souls where you don't level up at all. So you. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a game that's notoriously hard anyway. I mean, I feel yeah. for, for me, Ori's kind of that perfect balance of. Um, unbelievably fluid sort of gameplay and an interesting challenge. It's not the hardest game in the world at all, but it's kind of like, it's one of those games that if it had clunky controls in any way at all would be unbelievably frustrating, but because it's it plays so smoothly and it's so responsive and just works so well, it's really good fun. Like the, It reminded me, obviously these are very different games, but it reminded me of um, playing through Arkham Asylum on hard, like that, like the um, the combat system in those Batman games. When you put it on the hard mode, it it turns off the little exclamation marks that appear above people's heads before they attack you. So you kind of just have to read their body language. Which there, there's still some pretty big tells to work out when they're going to swing at you and stuff. But it um, it really did make the game really interesting. And because the combat system worked so well in it in that game, actually playing it on hard was a really enjoyable experience. But yeah, I definitely recommend Ori to anyone that hasn't tried it. Um, if you like sort of Metroidvania-style platform games, where you you know you you gain abilities as you play, and that opens up more of the map that you can get to and kind of figure out how it all works. Good fun, definitely good fun. Tell right. you what, this podcast is going to ruin me when there's a Steam sale on because everyone's going to recommend <laughs> so many games. Be like, oh, I'm so, oh, I've spent all my money doing this. Dark Souls Two was Two was on sale like seventy five percent off a while ago. Like I played it on console, but I just bought it on PC. Yeah, the, <laughs> anyway. Dark Souls, there would there will be if it hasn't been already. Dark Souls Dark Souls will be on sale soon because of the third one coming out soon. So yeah, actually. oh yeah, it's definitely a bit worth hype. a pick up. Definitely. All right, well maybe when that happens, I will pick what, it up. What, it's, it's it's like a third person, like, third person RPG sort of thing. Okay. It's just so satisfying. Yeah. It, everything you do in the game, and I know, that, like, they make it seem like really difficult, and all the ads and everything prepare to die, or whatever. And you do die a lot, but it never really feels unfair. And every time you're like, "Oh, I really want to see what's down here," and then you kind of die, and then, but like, you don't want to stop. You just keep on going, and the game just like keeps on motivating you to get further and further and further and. The achievement you feel from like learning areas and learning how the different mobs yeah. fight and it's uh, it's it's more about learning I find than than being sort of amazing at video games. You just learn the patterns eventually and yeah yeah. But mm. as as you said, it's it feels to me similar to 
raid progress. Like you sort of feel that that oh my god, finally done it. When, okay, you're you know, learning the patterns like you said before. Yeah, it's very similar to raid done, bosses. When, when you when you kill a boss or something, yeah. It's similar today though. Some when you get the new uh, enemies and all you in the blind forest, you go, oh, what's he? he just looks like a little blob. What's he do? Oh, he shoots red stuff on the floor and then I stand on it and it hurts. And I go, ah, <laughs> known. If if it was fire, if it was like if it was actual fire, then you probably would have realised from your World of Warcraft raiding days, Martin. Yeah, but it just looked like <laughs> napalm. So I thought this is just a bit of friendly napalm to warm my toes up. It'll be alright. I mean, uh, Ori's kind of got that similar thing because actually the, the challenge in Ori isn't necessarily killing the bad guys. It's it's usually pretty straightforward. It's actually the the the, the fairly fast paced platforming that you have to do, but it is also very similar. You will die a lot, and then you die a lot figuring out how you do that little bit of jumping around or whatever you've got to do, and then you figure it out and then you get past it and it is it's just, it has that hugely satisfying feeling mostly because once you do eventually do it it's usually some very quick succession of movement and so you do feel like a bit of a badass after you pull it off I don't know um, it's, saying that there's some points in Dark Souls where I, I don't know how people manage to work some of this stuff out like there are points in the game where it doesn't really tell you what to do and you're just running around the world trying to work out where you're going or what to do. And it's very Japanese. Like yeah, Japanese love just it's... putting hidden stuff in. Like just fill the game with like content and hidden things and don't tell you like how to craft this armor, but it's like kill this boss and you get a soul and then you have to go to this yeah. person, but you have to do this quest to unlock <laughs> that thing, and then you need to farm this underneath some other castle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and then eventually I'm... get the armor. Like and the for people that... that figure that out, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, there's there's two parts that stick out for me. I'm not going to ruin anything, but the the DLC for Dark Souls One, I'm not really sure how anyone found that ever. And the other part was where you have to get up to the person. I don't understand. Like, like the DLC, like obviously, it's it's what From Software do, the makers of um, the the DLC for Dark Souls, Martin. It doesn't. It's not like a mission pack. It's not like something you do when you've completed the game. It just adds certain things into your world, mm. and you have to retrieve something. And then I'm not going to tell you what it is, but you stumble across an entrance, and you, you maybe would do it by accident, but I don't yeah, know yeah. why you would. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's what the developer do, like, from software, like, their most recent game is Bloodborne, and I, I heard, I've not played it, which is a PS4 exclusive, but um, I heard they did the exact same thing with that as well, so the DLC came out, and it's like, the DLC comes out, and nobody knows what it is. Yeah, and they just hide it in the game somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And then eventually, like, some people figure it out, and it'll be on the internet, and then you can go and find it for yourself. Or, you know, if you want, you just don't look it up, and you... Uh... They can only do that type of thing now because of the internet. Because if, you're, if like, years ago, they'd go, buy this add-on CD <laughs> for <true>. a fiver, <laughs> and you may find some stuff. If you don't, call this hotline, and you can pay £2 a minute, and we might <laughs> tell you where it is. Well, you say that. They, they found a side quest in Final Fantasy IX recently. Really? Yeah. But it's been hidden for this long. It's been hidden for this long. What? 
That's they went insane. back and patched it. They, they went and pa- patched it the day before. Everyone's, everyone's yeah, everyone in the whole world's game. Yeah, is this because of Final Fantasy IX coming out on PC and mobile? Is that is that why it's, it's, people have been just replaying uh, it? Or? How is that even possible for that long? <laughs> I don't, yeah, let me find it. That is absolutely insane. I mean, like there, there used to be so many Easter eggs in old, old games, but it just used to be that like people wouldn't necessarily find them. I mean that. Um, that Ready Player One book is the whole thing is based around like you know people trying oh, to find Easter eggs. The, the Twitch chat. Um, wow, thirteen, 13 years, years later, <laughs> thirteen <laughs> years to find uh, a new quest in Final Fantasy. Uh, it, was that it one of those insane. games? Like, if it, I don't think they do that. But imagine if it was like um, a game where it gives you your completion mark, like a hundred percent, and everyone in the world for thirteen years is at ninety nine percent. No. <laughs> I think I think people would have worked it out by then because there's a couple of things in that game where if you don't do it at a certain time, that's it. You know, mm. Mm. that's part of our talks. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'll, um, um, I, I, I do want to pick up Dark Souls at some point and play through it all. Um, I get it. Just, yeah. just do it. It's it's annoying as hell, but it's it's good fun. Yeah, I'd, 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 is it I'd, multiplayer like, or is it just single player? It's got yes this weird no. multiplayer, I, doesn't it? I yeah. wouldn't, I, I would not recommend doing it multiplayer. It just makes it a lot easier. Um, I mean, there's there's a few guys that I've watched stream it since I've completed it, and you know, a boss that you would normally struggle with is like there's um there's this spider queen fire thing, and basically, you you can never get behind her while she's attacking only only when she's you know mid animation can you get behind her so basically you you meant to dodge then attack with two people basically one of them has aggroed her and the other guy just wails <laughs> and the other one just wails on her weak spot so it's you can play multiplayer on it but it's not a good idea but it's it's not something you should do there's a lot of other like multiplayer mechanics though. Like yes. you can see yeah. blood spatters on the ground when other people have died, and then you click on the blood spatter, and it'll show a ghost of what happened to them in the last ten seconds of their death. So like if they fell off a cliff or got killed by a monster or something. <laughs> um, you can also leave signs on the ground for people uh, to tell them what's about to happen, but it's only like using a limited, you know, set of words. Like and stuff. words, yeah. Um, and there's also a lot of PvP. Like, a lot of people yeah. play it for the PvP. They, like, people can invade your world, and you can, like, have people come into your world to help you and stuff like that. Um, and, like, I mean, mostly people just set up, like, certain areas and duel and stuff like that, and then make builds and things to the PvP with. But it's, yeah. like, semi, like, multiplayer, I guess. But it just makes everything more scary, which is cool. That you might get invaded at any time. Suddenly an invasion sign comes up and you're already having a hard time like trying to get to a boss or something. <laughs> and then some guy comes <laughs> some into your world you. to kill you. <laughs> wow. It's like next level trolling. That just I, I don't know if that's something I'd want to turn on the first time I played it through. I'd probably just like is that is you, it optional? You, you, you can't can turn it. it. But well, I suppose obviously I could always plug my network it's, cable. It's not that often, really honestly. <laughs> it's not that often, and like it's pretty exciting when it does happen. Like, it's not like you're constantly being ganked. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it might happen like once every couple of hours or something, depending where you are in the game. 
Yeah, and fair enough. Some pots or some spots, there's more more players, so it might yeah. happen a bit more. Martin, your your face is so beautiful that your camera has decided to lose focus. I'm not I'm not sure why. <laughs> yeah, I just look at it. It's not. It's it's focusing on your mic. Yeah, push oh, the yeah. Uh, pop filter out the way. Ooh. Oh, there we go. Okay. Hey, hey, he's back. <laughs> right. Um, oh, that's, that's, I think that's enough. On to the next thing. Dark Souls. Uh, you've been you playing a bit. <laughs> well, on to the next thing. Dark Souls wasn't even on the list. <laughs> well, we're not even yeah. on to the list yet. God, Mike, we haven't even got to the list <laughs> I don't know. Yet. We've talked about some of the bits. Well, that, that, that can replace my what have I played this week because I have played <laughs> nothing this week because I've been in hospital. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Let's... Uh, <laughs> Let's get into what Joe's been playing this week, because we all know what Joe's been playing this hey, week. Everybody so knows we'll, what I've been playing since I've been talking about it for the past three weeks. But, um, well, last, <laughs> last week you played it. Well, this week I've actually had a chance to play it. I've, I've managed to put a few hours in just before I started moving. So, uh, I mean, is there anything else you'd like to, to say about it? Anything more that you've um, learned before I it's totally say what awesome, I think? It's totally awesome, and I haven't had as much fun with an MO as this since Dark Age of Camelot. And... I've been PvPing, speaking of PvP and Dark Souls, because our guild is at war with like four different clans at the moment. Um, so, and I've been trying to fish and stuff when I'm AFK, except they're getting ganked. So I had to take oh, the raft, you, and you, I've taken oh. the raft off to a little island to fish there, so I don't get ganked when I'm fishing. You're making it sound so cool and exciting, and then it is so the, cool and exciting. I know it's like, yeah, like, we're a massive war. We're a massive war between three <laughs> guilds. Oh, I'd have done some fishing, but uh, um, and, <laughs> and there's some guy who's like got like the highest level in the game. He's 53 on one of the guilds we're at war with, and we we're trying to do guild quests. And he's just come into the forest, and he's got he bought uh, a costume that like hides your your name above your head, so it's kind of really hard to see you if you do that. And he's just, all you see in our guild chat is like our guild members being picked off one by one in the forest. And like nobody knows where he is. So cool. Wait, did I hear right? 53 is the max level. Uh, no, the max 50 level. Is there's the no soft max cap. level. <laughs> 50 is the soft cap. And then after that, like the level is just based so, on how the level of the mobs, basically. Yeah, you know? if, so, you like, can, if you can find mobs that will give you XP, you can kill them and you can carry on leveling up to a point where you can no longer find mobs that will give you XP. So it's kind of got this weird system. I mean, like, so... I mean, I mean, I, I'm still incredibly low level in this game, so I don't, I don't necessarily understand all this sort of end game stuff. But does that mean that they are considerably more powerful than you if they're three levels above you, or do they just get some minor advantages? Like, uh, Well, I killed him once, but he does, like, ridiculous damage. But I can't really tell if it's just levels or it's his gear, because I had a, a look at his stream, and he had, like, all sorts of crazy gear as well, compared to me and everybody else. Okay, so this guy's literally sat on this character since the game came out and has done nothing else, and so it's just super mega powerful dude with all the the great stuff. Like, it Um, takes 30 minutes to an hour to each level, like getting to 50. No. (laughs) And then after 50, it takes... Like, so it goes from 30 minutes to an hour, and then after 50, it's probably, like, 10 hours per level. For the like fifty one and then fifty two is probably like fifteen and then twenty. Do you know what uh, I mean? Like it, and that's literally ten hours grinding, like ten yeah, hours yeah. just killing and the mobs. best XP spot with like crazy spawn rate and everything. Okay, and like loads of all the the consumables you need to level up. So he's pretty much had to play probably twenty hours a day since launch to do that. 
No, well. you can't, no, no, any part I've done that, I'm sure we had more than four hours sleep. I know what you mean, but like, my God. No. <laughs> Maybe he has only had four hours sleep. Martin, you survive on four hours sleep most nights. Like, <laughs> nah, I normally get five. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, then. Okay, so as someone who knows very little and has not been swept up in the hype, sell me Black Desert Online. Sell me Black Desert Online. Okay. <laughs> so... It's an MMO that has, like, all the systems from every game pretty much just packed into one game. If you want to, like, go farm, you can make a farm and then you get workers and you look after it. And you can make money from, like, farming or fishing or crafting, anything like that. Um, it's basically a sandbox MMO, really, rather than, like, there's no endgame raiding. There's some bosses and things like that. And then there's uh, guild sieges, so you can take over areas of the map and then tax them and stuff and then I think every Saturday or something it's not enabled yet but there'll be uh, guild battles to take over control of areas and it's just like the combat just feels so good like there was a there was a post on reddit like uh, put up and it was just like every other game when I go to pick up a quest it's like oh you have to kill these hundred mobs and he's like really sad and then in the other picture it's like black desert gotta go kill a hundred mobs he's like yay <laughs> So the combat is just so fun. Like grinding is actually awesome, and there's, there's just too much to do. Like, you, I got to 50, and then I kind of just went. Like, I knew I want to level, I want to level, and then after 50, I just wants to build a boat, and then I spend like all day like figuring out where to get that stuff from and hiring workers. It, and it's kind of like a like a, a Civ game or something as well on top of an MMO, I guess. It's just so complicated. Like, there's the Black Desert Bible that somebody's written or a guild is put together, and it's just pages and pages and pages. Like, everything in the game, like, you want to, like, get a horse, and you have to actually go out and tame it. You have to get, like, rope and sugar and you to play a game with the horse to before it'll <clears throat> tame for you, and then you've got, like, different tiers of horses, and then you can breed the horses together, get other tiers, but you need to level them up, and then you can make money from doing that, because people, like, need carriages to ship their goods across the map, because there's no fast travel of any kind um, but what are you building towards like when, once yeah that's my issue the, the, the goal is to from what i understand like the, the goal is to be successful in the game in some way so either make money get gear or whatever I, I i'm still at a low level but to me it feels like if you if you took eve online took it out of space put it on a planet somewhere and made the combat system actually fun that's a good description. It's it's like that. So, it, you know, if if you want to just go into the game and you want to go and farm a load of stuff and put it in your transport ship or whatever and then try and get it through a trade area where you're likely to get attacked by bandits or whatever and you get people to come and help you take it through that area, you can do that. Sorry, I said ship. I meant a cart. So the game is like these systems for, like, moving things around. Um, or you can you can decide that I'm going to play the game in this area of the world at the moment. So it's got quite a big map, but it, it's not like an Eve universe or an Elite Dangerous universe. It's not quite that ridiculous scale, but it, it it is quite a large area that you have to play on. And what you can do is you can you can move into an area and say, right, this is this is my place, and then you spend um, contribution points, which are kind of like a limited amount of resource that you have that you can take out of systems that you've put them into. So you can 
you you start off in a main town and then there'll be outlying areas around that town where you can uh, spend your contribution points to have them be part of your network of whatever it is you choose to do whether it's trade whether it's grow stuff whether it's set up a plantation like you can employ workers and get them to like do things for you in this area and then you use all of that to make money and just kind of just kind of be successful. There isn't necessarily like an in-game raiding or anything like that. If you want a PvP, you can. It's it's like just uh, just an uh, RPG, but like you're role playing, just being a successful guy. Yeah, you just you, you know, just like, role play in World of Warcraft or whatever. It's like <laughs> you're just being this really cool, awesome, amazing guy in the world. And look, I've also made a load of money, and I'm a successful amazing person within this world yeah if, if you if, don't want to pvp if you want to pvp you make a lot of money and get really really good gear and kill everybody basically. the thing the, the comparison to eve i find doesn't quite work i think it has the potential but in eve okay eve have, light maybe i should have said eve you, light you have a, <laughs> yeah you have a lot of people at the bottom that are just helping everyone else and then everyone gets sort of stronger and more powerful together that yeah, this doesn't quite have and, that level of depth. I mean, guilds, yeah, like everybody in the guild have to do guild quests to feed the guild, and and uh, the guild gets money from that. And I suppose, like, really, the, you want the, your guild to be as powerful as possible. And then once you take over places and you get taxes and the guild makes more money. And then when you do the PvP sieges, everybody in the guild gets a cut of the money afterwards if you win. Yeah, I think so I think it's, it's that's the idea I'm I'm sort of getting from it, but I think. Just because the way Eve works, it works better in in that because I'm I'm trying to think how I would enjoy this game, and for me it would have to be almost RP esque. Like there would have to be like a realm storyline where there's you know big notorious guild or whatever, and yeah, I think that's probably you know, what they're, they're yeah, kind of going you know, for. You know, the big storylines you hear hear from Eve every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but, uh, I people mean, always I... say Eve is amazing to read about, but boring to play. Like, when you yeah, read about, like, battles in Eve, it's like, oh my god, that sounds amazing! <laughs> and then you get into the game, and it's just spreadsheet wars, and you're just kind of like, uh, can't but but that <laughs> But that's sort of what, what makes Eve important. It's that distribution of you know, power and wealth and, you know, jobs as such. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's guys that will log on and just mine. And there is guys that will then log on just to move <laughs> all the ore. And it's like, I don't know. I What you're basically describing to me is that like playing, when I used to play World of Warcraft uh, at the end where I didn't do much, I was just kind of making money off the auction house. And it's like, Okay, right, I better get up now, transmute those things, right, cut them, put them on the auction house, I'll go to work, come back, collect my money, <laughs> use the other cooldowns I have on my crafting stuff, go home, log out. It's like, do you play the game? It's like, ah, not really, but I do log in every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but okay, so, so imagine if those systems had more of a mini game to them. Yeah, but I I think it's, it's more those like that, sorts of systems that actually allow for the big storylines. Yeah, I mean, like, this, I don't think this game. I think you're totally right that like this game won't necessarily have a big storyline. Like, it's not really. You can't compare them directly. 
I yeah, mean, no, it's, it's just kind of a good oh, yeah, 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 no, no. Like, it was just it yeah. was just a rough idea because a lot of people say I don't get the end game of this MMO or I don't necessarily understand what's going on and I, I I don't fully understand it yet either. I definitely don't think it's the next big thing. I think it's an interesting thing to play and actually for me this is the kind of game where the world is interesting and all the different things that you can do in it are something I want to discover. This isn't this isn't a game yeah. like World of Warcraft or Wildstar or your traditional kind of MMORPG where it's like, right, I'm going to look at a guide, I'm going to get to max level as fast as I can so that I can start doing that in-game raiding content. This is literally a game where it's like, wow, there's lots of interesting and um, unique mechanics at work here that I just want to, to experience at my own pace and figure out I don't I don't want to rush to max level I don't really care I'm just kind of exploring the game and everything that it has to offer and there's a good chance that once I've explored everything I'm going to be like okay I'm done with that but that's still going to be 50 100 hours worth of entertainment and for me that's you know that that's something I'm going to enjoy and I'm going to spend my time doing it however I don't I don't think it's a game I'm going to lose myself to at any point I think it's just a game I'm going to play with experiment with and, and have some fun with and I suppose if you, if, for you enjoy all the, all right. if you enjoy all the story along the way, you enjoy the story, you play the game, you have fun doing it. Like that's the point of the game, because it, you get to max level and you've done everything, you've done that, and you set up your stuff, and you can kind of go, ah, oh, I've I've killed everything, I've become the all powerful person, and I can stop playing now if you want. If you want to keep going, obviously you can, and most people who get in there want to. It's the same as it's it's, it's like when I we used to play WoW or games like that, trying to explain to my girlfriend. Abby trying to explain to her because she loved playing like Final Fantasy games and stuff like that. She was going, I don't understand. Like, when do you win? It's like, well, you you win when you like kill the last boss. She's like, but yeah, but then you keep playing. It's like, yeah, because they add more. And she's like, so what's the point? When do you ever win? It's like, well, you don't we, ever win, I suppose. No, you do. It is the it. greatest game because you win over and over and over <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. I, I, tried to, I said to her, wouldn't you like it at the end of that final, that final Fantasy game if you didn't have to just say goodbye to all your fellas and they went off on another fun adventure? And, it's like, and she's like, she's like eh, I suppose, but it's like nice to have the finality of it but that's what like max is saying you can still enjoy this game the whole way through the enjoyment is like you know joe enjoys like the combat and everything like that so much you know it that's where you that's where you'll get making your money out from it you don't have to have a boss at the end of every game no uh, I, I i know that but i i feel like a lot of people are gonna hit the hit the end game and go well i don't really want to grind just to make money and maybe but yeah, I, think I, I, I don't really want to those people. farm you know turnips. I'm a grinder, and this is the perfect game for me. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's all the aspects that I absolutely love. Like, I love PvP, and I enjoy grinding. Like, I love Diablo to bits. I've played thousands of hours I've racked up in Diablo. And, uh, like, I don't think that's the other systems in the game is great. And I understand that it's not going to suit other people. But like you said, I think even those other people will enjoy playing the game for what it is until maybe they hit max level and a bit after. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Without, maybe once their goal is gone, they won't enjoy the game anymore, but they'll yeah. still enjoy the game for what it is. I'm, I'm just mainly concerned about its long, longevity. I, I think as soon as people start approaching max level, you know, the vast majority of people are just going to go, there's nothing really here for me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The, the Guild Wars, I think, would've... could hold some people's attention. Yeah, well, you say that, 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 but that that was present in Guild Wars too. Oh, yeah, this is, it, yeah. 
Guild it Wars. held. I played a lot of Guild Wars Two as well. Guild Wars Two held people's attention for quite a while. I mean, like, think, yeah, with, with their business model, it doesn't need to hold attention for forever. You know, it's a buy. It's a buy well, to it play does. game. They need to keep making enough money to sustain their servers. Mm, but they're, okay. they're gonna they're, yeah, they're gonna true. like bring out expansions and stuff like that, aren't they? They're gonna bring out um, more stuff. They've already uh, announced it. I think Joe was mentioning the week. I don't know about it. That's why you can always level a little bit. If you well, keep... may, maybe, but consider that. Consider all the money that was thrown at WildStar. They haven't made it to mm. an expansion. But like, if you play WildStar, WildStar actually has new content coming out. It has finally happened. Two yeah. years after the game yeah. was released, they will and have they their first raid patch. For quite a long time. <laughs> but like, WildStar is an example. Like, I don't understand. Like, you don't need to worry about what's going to happen or not happen. So, I mean, the game is as it is while you're playing it. So either the game is good to play. Or it's not good to play. Like, don't worry about the future. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, what's the point? Do you know what I mean? Like, you're going to be bored by then, or maybe it'll be even better and you won't be bored. Like, that doesn't... As long as the game is good it, currently. That is... That's logically sound. That's a, you know, a perfectly valid thing to say. But then you remember that a lot of people don't want to leave WoW because they're attached to their characters. And, you know... that. That investment. The amount of time that they've put into it, yeah, the investment is is what keeps them playing and what prevents them from playing other MMOs. Yeah, I know, that's again, that's not everyone. I think it's community it's as well in WoW. Like, a lot of people have a lot of friends in WoW yeah, still think, playing like that, WoW, and then the not enough people go to another game that they just want to hang out with those people. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, as, like, well, what... as well as your character. One of the big things we managed to do with Wildstar was because at the time when Wildstar came out, none of, none of the, wow, we got like 25, maybe even 30 people from our old World of Warcraft guild to come and play Wildstar when it went live. And it was really good. It was really good for a long time. But I think that's because none of them were playing WoW at the time. They were in that ridiculous year long gap from the end of Mists, um, to the start of, uh, Warlords of Draenor. And so just nobody was playing Warcraft. And so you managed to get loads of people across. So, uh, yeah, com- community is always going to be, like, a big part of it. But I, I don't know. I, I think I think Orton does does have a point. Like, when it comes to an MMO, because this game is labelled as an MMORPG, there is still that that thought that I am creating a character that is going to last a long period of time. Regardless of how long you intend on playing the game, you still kind of... Generally, MMORPG has that... that implication of that whatever i create whatever i invest my time into is going to be there and it's going to last a long time and if for whatever reason you feel that maybe that game isn't going to survive or last then that might affect your decision about whether or not you play it i think for now that that i still agree with the show in a, a lot of sense i think I, I get the same thing. I have the same problem. I don't think I'd ever play this game, but I'm, that's because I've looked at this game. I understand exactly where it is, and it ain't for me. This isn't what I want to do. I don't have the time. I don't want to grind stuff out. It's not going to be my cup of tea, but I can still see it being a cup of tea for plenty of people and them enjoying it and liking it for where it is, and you're still going to get your money's worth out of it, even if you're just levelling up the amount of hours to... Well, yeah, you know, it is, it is buy to play, so you, you only really need to get you know, you're leveling done and then it's paid for itself really, hasn't it? 
Yeah, and then you've won. And you go, yes. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, the amount of effort the developers put into this game. Like, yeah, if you it like it a bit, then there's so much to do in the game that's going to last a long time. And, like, going by the Korean or Japanese servers, like, they've released huge content updates, like, four or five months well, that, after that each other. Thing, since it's still going over there perfectly strong. I know it's a different market, but, like... Uh, like uh, people want different things possibly out of their games there but it's still going there and if they have released the content there it means they can release the content over here like if it, if it ever starts flagging they're kind of ahead in terms of what they can do yeah. and they can well, decide to speed it up or slow it down depending on yeah, like yeah. people getting bored or whatever I guess. Yeah. but it, it's Not just sure. like I'm just a little bit sick of like MMOs that are just kind of theme park skins and I said this before, where it's just like, like Blade and Soul, to me, is just okay. go and buy a fighting game and play it. Like, instead of having to, like, level through stupid quests, like, for 50 hours or whatever, to get to max level to play that fighting game. Like, like, yeah. Blade, Blade and Soul is a traditional MMORPG without the end game rating. Like, it's, it's so weird that that game is successful to me. Like, I was really just like, disappointed by it. Why not just give me the endgame fighting, if the fighting is so good in that game, the PvP, and just let me do that straight away? Like, why do I have to go through doing boring quests? I think for that, it was sort of a learning experience. If, if you gave someone who's never played the game one of those characters, they're just not going to be able to function half the time. Like, it that would be the same in, like, Street Fighter or something. But uh, it's yeah, also yeah, the but... same in traditional MMORPGs as well. Like, I, I kind of... I remember at one point when I was kind of playing around with the idea of maybe trying to teach myself some game development. It was part of my whole, like, 3D animation phase. It was like, ooh, 3D animation. Ooh, model creating. Ooh, game creating. Um, like, I, I, I wanted to create the MMORPG raiding experience as a standalone game. Just be like, look. Or at least the dungeon experience. It's like, hey, just get five guys and just keep releasing dungeons for people to do. Create some some kind of lobby where you can just meet up. And I said, you, you get a MMORPG-style character how, with like... How, like... When you decided you wanted to make a game, you went... Should we start off with something easy? Go, no, we'll walk <laughs> like, go, we can do this. No, Team it's di- of one. typical me, like trying to run before I can walk. Instead of like trying to to create an eight bit retro style puzzle platformer, I went for the no, 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 no. I want a three D third person action combat <laughs> RPG <laughs> game. Boom, straight. In. Who, who are these blizzards? They don't seem that big to me. <laughs> I, could, I could do that on my own. Yeah, no problem. No, but that's. Um, but like that, that whole experience of like like just going straight into that dungeon and possibly like raid experience. Why bother having the leveling process? Sorry, that was the point I was trying to make. I think um, I think there needs to be like new classifications or something for MMOs because like I sound a bit annoyed about the Blade and Soul thing, but I'm sure if your expectations going into it weren't that it was like a really cool MMO with cool new stuff in it and lots to do. Like, if you understood that it was a kind of rail on rails sort of game. Do you mean, because I play, like, si- like it's not... Like, I play simple games, and as long as they're good, and the combat's good and whatever, I'll enjoy it. But I guess the expectation of an MMO for me is always, you know, like, lots and lots of things to do. Um, yeah. And I think they just need to classify, like, this is an MMO that's, like, sandbox or whatever, and, like, loads of systems and stuff to learn, and this is just, like... Box. It's a- 
a fighting <laughs> kind of. Let Joe finish his point. Simple Ignore game. what I'm doing. Ignore what I'm doing. Let Joe finish <laughs> his point. I am trying to create a box that makes it more obvious what we're talking about because Martin was saying in chat to somebody that didn't notice what we were talking about that it needs to be more obvious. Yeah, and I think it's the same with Black <laughs> Desert where a lot of people are going to go, ooh, MMO, and their expectation of MMO is like endgame raiding. Yeah. And they're going to come into this and they're just not going to enjoy it because of that. They'll get to max level, like you said, and they'll just go, oh, what do I do now? Yeah, what do I do now? But it, it, it's, a, it's a game where it strikes me. Like, that's why I kind of compare it to, to Eve. But I suppose it, it probably is a better comparison to, say, Elite Dangerous, where it's, it's a game where you make your own you make your own fun. You've got a lot of tools with which to do it, and you just kind of go nuts. Sandbox, go out there and, and do whatever you want to do. Thank you, Martin, for pointing out that there is now some blue-coloured crap behind the no, current I topic. Thought, I thought I thought the blue-coloured crap wasn't doing so well, so I thought I'll just like liven it up a little bit. I'll just get, <laughs> it wasn't just like this the whole time. I know. Uh, you are very kind. You are very very kind. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just read chat. Octasco said I thought I was just covering up your face. <laughs> Octasco, you're my favourite viewer. Yeah, you really are. <laughs> yeah, I was actually going to I forgot at the beginning to put in my complaint that we bring Orthon on to uh, make all the rest of us look older and ugly. Joe took the good idea of dimming the lights. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, me, me and Max didn't have that option. I don't have a dimmer switch. You well, have to my, sit here. My face looks unusually red on this camera as well. I'm not quite sure why, but um, it's probably just the glare off the screen. Yeah, well. I'm okay with it. It just—I I think I've, I've recently moved to Newcastle, so it just looks like I'm trying to fit in with the fake tanning. Um, <laughs> so it's all good. It is all good, right? All I right. think so. Next on the list was the division. Okay, yes. Next on the list is the division. This is what I was getting to. The division is out at midnight CET tonight, so that is one hour away. Um, do we care? <laughs> Um, I should probably. I was a little, bit hyped. <laughs> our little, I was a little topic. bit hyped for it a while ago when the first beta came out and I played it, um, and it was like, yeah, this is kind of cool. And then I tried out the PvP, and that was not really set up very well. Um, and I could just see you playing it for like two or three days and then being really bored of it really quickly. Uh, it wasn't like balanced at all. The whole going rogue system, like incentive-wise, was. Like, missed balance to people not wanting to go rogue. Yeah, it was like you, you had no reason to go rogue. It was like, well, people were still doing it. So, you know, I, I get it. But it was just like the manhunt is just kind of like, this is the point where you die. Like, you don't really have any tools to kind of deal with the fact that you are a massive blinking light on everyone's minimap saying, guy here for ridiculous reward, kill him now kind of thing. It's like... I, I got what they were going for. It's a really cool idea, but they need to give somehow give the person that's being hunted some some kind of tools to surviving, apart from just objectively being better at the game. Then was it up to twenty four people in a in a PvP instance on that? Is it something like that? So objectively like better that. than twenty three other people <laughs> that are that are in there. You know, I guess kind and of. I, uh, I, did- Everyone that's played it, I, I didn't play it, but everyone I know that played it is just a bit like. Mm, if there was nothing so else scary. out, like, I wasn't playing Black Dose at the moment, 
and I was like totally bored of everything else, then I would definitely pick it up and play it because I know it would last me like a good thirty hours. But well, you 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 are a huge fan of um, Destiny, aren't you? Yeah. And every, everybody's comparing this to Destiny, but Not I mean, like Destiny at all. Yeah, you've said that before. So, so yeah. like, the the one game that it kind of could be like, which is quite a successful, you know, massively online, massively multiplayer online game on console only, sadly, um, that it's quite similar to. It's nothing like because it's just like Destiny is a lot more like like a Halo MMO or something. Like, there's a lot more movement and like shooting feels a lot more fun. And gearing feels like more satisfying in the single player. There's massive story and there's just like way more content. I don't know like if they've been hiding content in this, which I expect they haven't. They just pretend they're hiding content so that you think there's more. Um, but I think there's not that much in this game. Now, given given the announcements that they've had in the last few days about the content that's coming, so uh, we're getting raids. Whatever that means. Like, we've just been told we're getting raids. No one has actually explained to us what a raid is. We're just being told that we're getting raids. Um, there's a whole load of underground stuff coming. That will be, that'll be paid for content. One of the expansions is called Underground. Um, which apparently is just a whole new load of PVE story stuff, which is kind of like, why is that not in the game already? It really looks thin on the ground story wise as it is. Um, and there's going to be some paid for content to get a little bit more of the story where you go underground and fight like some, like into the sewer systems of New York, basically. And, and you fight some enemies that have been massing under there. And then, um, there is a free patch coming at some point that is going to massively change the way that the dark zone works. We've had no information on that in any way at all. Maybe, maybe it'll do some of the things to Not fix even the problems. Yeah. And they're, yeah. and they're like, we're going to patch it. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, whole... oh, we realize it's not ready and there's not enough stuff and we haven't balanced it properly and we're releasing it anyway, but we'll patch it. Yeah, it's it's a game that I really wish I'd bought on Steam because I would have I would have refunded it, um, but unfortunately, oh, you didn't get the refund. Well, I I didn't try very hard. <laughs> I will refunded it. Uh, he he bought it on Steam. If you buy something on Steam, Steam's got like a whole refund system because Steam abides by uh, EU uh, trading laws, whereas. You play do not apparently, <laughs> um, or at least I'm, I'm pretty sure they would still abide by them if I sent them emails and tried to speak to people. But I was just like, oh, do you know what? I can't be bothered. I'll play through it a little bit anyway, so I can actually have a proper opinion on it at some point, so I can talk about it. But literally, if I wasn't trying to make YouTube videos or do any kind of podcasting, I wouldn't play this game. <laughs> I'm literally just playing it so that I can have a valid opinion on it to talk about at some point, and I'll probably play through it. You know, I'll, I'll finish the story at least and then see, see what's happening with the, the Dark Zone stuff in it. So, Like, I'm super interested we'll just to see. Like, I can't wait to like look at forums and stuff and just see how other people are aren't enjoying it. I mean, like, like, I haven't totally made my mind up. It's just basically my impression from what they've released content-wise and what I experienced in the beta. But, you know, maybe there's loads of stuff to do in the game and the PvP, the PvP will be awesome. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's a third person shooter, so the PvP is going to be kind of fun no matter what. As long as like the gunplay feels all right, it's going to be fun for like a few hours to get in there, shoot some people, and, and see what happens. But I think the way the systems work is going to become frustrating enough that after a little while, it's going to be like, okay, I'm done with this. But it, it, you're right, you know, you could probably get twenty, thirty hours worth out of it. Whether or not that's worth the price tag that's on it for what it 
promised to be in the first place. Like, it's nowhere near the game that it was promised to be. Like, the, the game that was promised at E3 2013, I want to say, I think it was E3 2013, was this amazing open-world MMORPG third-person shooter where you were just constantly going to be with thousands of other people running around the same environment, choosing to engage them in combat if you wanted to. And then it kind of, like, just became, oh, there's a combat zone in the middle. And then well, they had to realise that it ran on... A console. <laughs> yes. 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 That is often now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Issue with. Don't release your games on consoles. PC is so much better. So what? Much you better. mean like Overwatch? Mine. Are you, are you trying to hint at me? Are you trying to me? Are you trying to get me to progress the podcast along? Not I, saying I, it's your job. <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to sit here for for five seconds and say nothing in protest. Overwatch. Joe's got my back he's right so uh, I'll summon out very soon let's get into the news (laughs) first item in the news this week is uh, Overwatch finally has a release date this was literally announced about an hour and a half ago Um, Overwatch release date is the 24th of May um, and open beta will start from the 5th of May if you have decided to blow your money on a game before it comes out um, you will get (laughs) you will get early access Probably. You will get early access to the beta and you'll be able to start on the 3rd of May, um, which is lucky you, but you must pre-order before the April 29th if you want to be part of the two days early access to the open beta. Um, All progress will be wiped at the launch. I didn't even know that. What? Well, same no, as Hearthstone. you have the same fun all over again. What's the point? Oh, <laughs> my God. That's the worst. Oh. Right, this, I mean, uh, progressing games is, is something that I think is quite subjective anyway, because Overwatch for me was a game that does, didn't need progress, and I still don't think it necessarily needs progress. Don't get me wrong, I enjoy it. I like unlocking skins and stuff. I don't, I don't You're going to lose all the skins and everything you've got. Yeah, like, that would be so unfair to people that weren't into this closed beta. Like, you can't do well, that. The- that's like why? saying that's like saying when you were playing the Hearthstone no, beta, it, when the game came out, like you get to keep all the cards. Once it's an open beta, then you can have it. You can have a wipe when the open beta starts. But it's kind of like, why am I going to play this open beta for three weeks and then I, those cool skins are lost? I know you'll play it because you want to play the game, but it's like three well, weeks. No, you'll play and it because you play it. If, if you have obviously consoles right. in that way. Wait, 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 wait. If you've pre-ordered the game because you're so desperate to play it, you've bought it before trying it then you just want to play the game as quickly as you can. You don't care about a wipe. If you haven't pre-ordered and you're going to be part of the open beta from May 5th, then you get to play a £30 game for free for three weeks to see if you like it. Mm, that's right. All right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Um, but that's the other bit, is that when I, when I saw, oh, uh, people, you're getting access earlier if you pre-order this game, I said, ah, oh, how much quicker will I get into it? Two days! <laughs> Two days before anyway! I mean, if they'd have given me, like, something... Like tangible, then I might have done it sooner. But I was like, "Oh God, not buying it for two days." I am going to do exactly what you said and play it for free for three weeks and see if I want to pay the money. Yeah, I mean, like if if you're not sure about it, then <laughs> wait. There's what? No point. I, thought, I thought we said that you got into the open beta if you bought it anyway. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. The open beta starts on the fifth of May. It went. If you pay, if you pre-order, you get in two days early for the open beta Every- or the launch. No, no, two days early for the open beta. Oh, well, that's pointless. Yeah, no, that's a two day. You get into but the open beta. But to be fair, we've all played it. No, uh, well, uh, Orthomancy actually played it, yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. 
That means Jet Set being awesome. Oh, I thought you'd played it. I, I mean, I have, <laughs> but like, not as like I, I played it around Max's house rather than like having the game and playing it when I feel like it kind of playing. But I just mean there's a lot of people who were like, if you think how hyped we were before we got in, and they're still that hyped. I, I'm. I guess they may think it's a good idea to, to get in two days early. I, I'm well, still I, super I think, hyped for Overwatch. Like oh, I yeah, think I it's. Love a, the game. I think it's an amazing game really? and it's great fun. But I just mean excitement-wise, I can wait. I reckon. I, I, I reckon they're trying to stagger stagger everyone coming in over two days. So it's, everyone will come in like we uh, said and like crush it on the third uh, third of May. All their servers will crash. They'll work it out. And then hopefully they'll all stits, like be stable on the fifth when it actually comes out in open beta. That is also true. Mm-hmm. Well, turning to the other side of this, God. is it ready? I mean, I'm super hyped that I'm finally going to get to play it. But is it finished? You don't think it's finished? I mean, at the moment there are some balance issues. If that's what you're referring to. Well, I remember them talking about Rated, but that's not in the game yet. Uh, they did say it might be something that will come post-launch. So then it's not finished. <laughs> so it's not well, finished. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is very true. I and mean, what, what is in the game at the moment? Um, at the how moment, many game modes are there? How... At the moment, there is one game mode that you can play where you will find random other people. There is a custom game mode where you can invite whoever you want, and that's pretty much what, it. What, so what there's I mean one game, game mode, mode is, you know, a map is a certain game mode. Oh, okay, there's three. Well, kind oh, of many, four. There's, there, there is payload. Yeah, there's payload, capture, and then I say kind of four because then there's maps that are capture and payload, so you have to capture a point and then push a payload, so that's not really a different game mode. Um, and then there's control, out. which is king of the hill. Um, How many maps are there? Um, I want to say ten. 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 Um, maybe, maybe even twelve. Like when they released um, the... Let me see if I can find it. Um, when they released the new uh, the game after, mode, after Control... After Christmas, they, they released about four more, didn't they? Yeah, they released a, a few more, more maps. Um, there, there, is, there is quite started, a few. Like, they started when with about three or four, and then at Blizz, after BlizzCon, they released like another two, three, or they sh- showed three or so at BlizzCon, and then after Christmas was another three, four that came out, I think. I think the question as well, though, like in terms of like content... Like, for these type of games, it's like, how much... I know, okay, there's a ton of content now for Counter-Strike, but, like, mostly it's the same kind of four or five maps being played in Counter-Strike. And it's more that the just the gameplay is so good. And it's kind of the same thing with Overwatch, where the gameplay and the characters and the things that happen between your team synergies and stuff, like, it's just so satisfying to play that, like... I wouldn't even think about when they add extra maps or an extra game mode. It's just like, oh, yeah, okay. Do you know what I mean? But, like that wouldn't really. Okay, so there's ten maps. Ten maps currently. Yeah. I, I mean, see the thing is, like when I played it, like I enjoy it and it's good fun. But I don't know, like I, <laughs> things like ranked modes are important for keeping people interested. Like lots of people oh, ranked, don't. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pe- lots of people don't want ranked modes. Uh, you know, aren't interested in them. But uh, those people are less bothered than the people who really want it and it's not there. 
kind of like why am i playing this i want to you know see how brilliant i am i want to show off how brilliant i am that kind of thing well not having that would be fairly detrimental i'd have thought the the thing with cs is one it's a lot cheaper but cs has a lot of different things depending on how you want to play um, I'm pretty sure it just has dust too. I'm pretty sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, there's things like there's maps for everything. There's custom maps to help you with your reactions, your aiming, you know, learning spray patterns on guns. You know, learning tricks for each map. You know, learning smoke points. You know, useful flashes, that sort of thing. And so you don't want to do any of those. There's there's mini games on there. There's sort of yeah. There's like gun get the gun games. Yeah, there's there's gun like games. There's small maps where everyone's forced into using the same gun to help you with again your aiming and your reactions and your general gun handling. There's a lot to do in CS if you're not queuing. But like like I've played Counter Strike in a long time. Like pretty much the first Counter Strike. And all I see when I see people streaming, for example, is just playing ranked. Like, I don't see any of that other stuff. Like, they just play ranked, and they seem to enjoy just that part of the game. Do you, like, I understand more content like, yeah, yeah, is yeah, definitely yeah. better for people, but I'm just saying, like, the core game now, and when it came out, like, and I think in the same in Overwatch, where the core game is good enough that the content isn't super important at the start... But like obviously, as the game goes on and it's a year old and it's two years old or something, then you know we want more content at that point. Yeah, is it, is it going to be I the same the, thing? Where the problem, it... though, the problem with the lack of content and things to help people really improve and learn things is that if someone's better than you in that game, they're going to crush you repeatedly, and they're... there's nothing to help you improve other than keep playing and there's very little on the menu to greet you other than play mm-hmm. yeah like, that's kind of true well i, I, I do find very that, like, stuff, the guy, but... i used to like playing a lot of guys i'm not good at these games yeah i'm a good example i'm not good at these games you used to be all good at uh shooting games i like playing them with everyone but i'm not good and probably never will be unless i play them a lot more which i probably won't but i do enjoy them and I like getting there, doing a little bit of fun, throw some flashbangs in my face and that kind of thing. But I like the gun games uh, on Counter-Strike when I first start playing or haven't played for a while to get me used to it because it's just a bit of fun and like you go in there and you die and you respawn, you die and you respawn. I'm not going to win, I'm not going to get all the way through, but it's still just good for getting used to, like we were saying, like practicing uh, like movements and shooting and all that kind of stuff. Whereas if I go into, like, just let's just go play Dust 2 and we'll go in and we'll play a game dead right i'll sit down watch everyone play for a minute shoot dead okay i'll sit down and it is it is very uh it's like if you lot may not think about it as much because it probably doesn't happen to you but it does happen to me and it's like oh okay fuck this game i think that's what happened to me when i played overwatch as well like i'll get i would i did get annoyed i was like oh i just keep dying that's why i ended up playing the rocket person i can't remember the name you know the one that goes up in the air and you shoot some rockets down because that's always like reasonably new friendly it's like hey i'm up and yeah shoot some rockets at some people on the floor 
And I bet he's not really getting me any better at the game. It's just. Terror takes a lot of skill, though. That's one of the it, highest skills. It, you know, it takes a lot of skill to do think. well, but if your aim is to, like, pick up, like, a kill a game, it's like, yeah, 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 I got a kill. Right, I'm happy now. Forget about it. That kind of thing. Hmm. I don't know. It, I, I don't know. Like, I, like, I mean, the author does have a good point. It is, it is definitely a game because it is an ability based combat game where if the other team has better positioning for you or a better understanding of the game and they understand how to counter what it is you're trying to do, you will get absolutely crushed. If you're the kind of person that goes into Overwatch and is like, I like playing McCree. He has a six-shooter. I am good at aiming. I really like this character. I am only going to play McCree. You can get to a point where they're just going to be like, all right, we'll just pick a load of stuff that just deals with McCree really well. The best player on your team is McCree. It's like, okay... We'll just counter him out of the game. All of a sudden, you feel absolutely useless because there's not a lot you can do because they're just outright just doing the things that are going to stop you from being able to do what you want to do. Yeah. Um, and unless you understand the game on a high enough level to be like, all right, I need to swap out to a different hero and I need to try a different tactic. It's like, but at the same time, Blizzard are trying to create this game with a whole backstory. They're going to have a whole load of um, sort of online animated uh, episodes to do with the story of Overwatch. Because as everyone seems to keep speculating, this was Project Titan. This was their next big MMO. And instead of that, they decided to scrap and instead of just like liquidating all the assets, they've turned them into what has become this first person ability based shooter, which is a lot of fun. Um, and so they've got all this stuff. They've got all this story. They've got all this stuff just ready to go and so they're using it and it is a good idea in a game where you're going to sell loot crates um, and you're going to want to make more money further down the line from people trying to get cosmetic stuff for these characters you want them to care about the characters you want them to have that attitude of McCree's my guy you want them to be sat there every single time they get a loot crate is that the legendary McCree skin is that I think it's called the gambler skin where he looks like a good riverboat gambler type cowboy looks really cool it's like do you want to know I want to be getting that skin and and you're going to keep getting those loot crates until you get it or until you've got enough credits to unlock it for the amount that it costs which is going to be quite high but at the same time, this is a game that ludicrously punishes you for sticking to one hero. So it's interesting. I kind of disagree a little bit because I think it's the same thing in like with League of Legends where like you're not amazing at the game and so you kinda like I didn't people kinda come up with excuses. <laughs> in general, I'm saying if someone's not that great at the game, that they kind of like you kind of come up with excuses for yourself and like one of the excuses oh i got counterpicked and it's the same thing in this where you know there's going to be people in this game and like i think concentrating on one character in the same league legends you just play like only renger or whatever like doing that you can actually get much further just knowing your character knowing the counters it doesn't matter if it's a counterpick because you're just better at your character than the other person and it's the same thing in this game, where people are going to like flick between different characters, and they're going to be average in everyone. And then there'll be somebody who just plays the one character, and it doesn't matter if the other team counterpicks them. Do you know what I mean? They're so good at that character, they keep on playing it. And I think I don't it's think like counterpicking. Maybe for some of the like one or two of the classes, like counterpicking would like totally suck for them. But I think in general, if you enjoy a class and you just get super good at it, like you're always going to be better than people who switch between classes 
No, I, I playing think your class and the counter picking doesn't really matter as much. I think, so you probably, I think that's you right. Probably just pick up two. Not though. at competitive level. I'm just talking about. Yeah, like, yeah, no, general no, of players. course. Because we are we are talking about it as an, in an accessibility. Like uh, Autumn brought this up as a, as a negative thing to making it more difficult for new players to actually get into the game. And and, that, and in that respect, what you're saying is completely valid. Um, and in fact, my my example of McCree in that respect is actually quite bad because <laughs> McCree's quite versatile and as long as you stick together with your team he's quite good because he does good damage um as long as he's got other people around to kind of protect his weaknesses he's all right and actually it, it's a game which very much um rewards team coordination like as as these ability based games tend to be which is also another thing that at low at low skill level is very difficult to orchestrate like in in random queue when you're just queuing of random people it's very very difficult to get good good coordination and actually it, it's one of the reason that the defense advantage in this game is so strong at low level is because all right stop it stop a sec you, you sort of gone across another point there i mean we talked about this last bit for a while i think another thing that they need to sort out is the menu Every single game that they've released recently, every single game Blizzard have released recently, has one thing in common, and it has a shit menu that doesn't help you find people to play with. So you basically log into what feels like a single player game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. You, you mean you... talking about Hearthstone, like the whole. Uh, you feel like you're on your own. It's very hard to interact. There's no like lobbies or stuff to go into. Or mm. I mean, that that, that, that like, was Cloud a beta menu. They they, they have changed it um, quite drastically okay, so, since it yeah. went since it came right, back. So we'll we'll run a scenario. I open up um, Overwatch. I want to find a team because at some point I assume queuing as a five competitively might be a thing or six or whatever the number yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, six, six. How do I find my team? Um, at, uh, yeah, <laughs> at, at, at the moment, no, 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 this, this is a very good point because actually at the moment there is a, a website which has been created um, to combat this very problem, and it's not by Blizzard. Obviously, this is this is uh, okay. community made. But why do Blizzard? Why do Blizzard never do it themselves? Why do yeah, but this this is a this yeah, is yeah. something Blizzard keep getting told they need to do. It's like in in Hearthstone, you can't even talk to anyone. You literally have to add them to your yeah. friends list. Thank goodness to be able to. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad of that. <laughs> it, <laughs> but it's it's the same in all their games. In StarCraft, you have to hunt people down through channels. Yeah, it's it's just it's so, to try and so hard. Someone. I mean, that's uh, they even said the, uh, the other day. I think one of them were talking about how they, the developer for Hearthstone was getting asked. Are you going to add in uh, all these, like, you know, uh, deck tracker keeps track of your stats and everything like this? You know, that deck's one and lost. You know, are you planning to add anything like that in? They're like, oh, we don't really feel need to because there's lots of good community stuff out there. Basically, they go, go, oh, I mean, we could do, but everyone else does it for us, so why should we bother? I think the biggest issue that Blizzard has is they have this, this idea of game design where they want everything to be as simple as possible. And like for people, it's like they make every game for people who've never played a game before, yeah. and they make the menus and like systems in the game. It's like log and hit play. That's what they want for people, and they don't un- like. I think they don't give people enough credit 
that you know they'll figure things out and they enjoy gaming and the menus can be a little bit more complicated do you know what i mean and there can be more options and like you said for finding people and stuff like that but they, like they just make this super ago. streamline like it's not like everybody hasn't like like uh nobody's played an online game before it's not you know year 2000 where yeah. everyone's just going what do we do how does this miracle of the internet work it's like we've all done this for years. It's fine. I and I know obviously scared. there's always younger people, but like who the first time. But I mean, they'll they'll work it out. They're quite clever. Okay. So what what else would you want from your uh, from your opening menu? So you don't want open up and click play. Well, what what else would we have on there? What do we need to make to make things better? Server browsers. I would I would happily hmm. take all the problems that come with third-party servers if it allowed actual communities to build within games. For example, if you're looking for a team in CS, probably less now, but back in the day, your job yeah, was yeah. to just go on a server and just hang with the guys in the, in the clan and, you know, play with them and you know, try and build up that sort of friendship. I guess. No, no, definitely. In fact, when as soon as you said third party, uh, as soon as you said server browser, it's like instantly made me think of the old Counter Strike days. Where it's like, yeah, you used to have a list. You used to have like maybe five or six. Like even if you weren't looking for a team, you used to have the list of servers which you knew had the cool guys on that you like to play with, and you'd log in and it uh, for such. Uh, I know it's such a cliche, but you log in and everyone knows your name. And it's like, they're like, hey, and you, and you chat to them. It's like, and you have a bit of, bit of a catch up and you see how things are going. And I think maybe it's got to the point where social, where, where com- companies like Blizzard think social media is doing this for us. So from what I remember yeah. of like back in those Counter Strike days, like Facebook wasn't a thing. Maybe MySpace was out there, but there wasn't Twitter. There wasn't Facebook. There wasn't these really easy ways of connecting and communicating with people outside of games. But. You you just logged into the server and you just met the guys and you knew they were there and you knew you were going to get a good game because even if you were playing awfully you were playing with some guys that you knew you could have a good laugh with and a bit of banter if you were playing badly or a bit of banter if you were playing well like it you know it didn't really matter it was good fun um, and they policed their own servers as well if somebody was accused of cheating they check it out you know, you know they ban anybody that they thought was causing a problem yeah um, I mean it yeah. it just gives you a means of meeting people in the game, which is something I think it needs. I mean, if if you're... It's, it's the number one complaint that people have had about... Well, one of the number one complaints they had about both Hearthstone and StarCraft. Obviously, and then you go, well, obviously it's not going to be in World of Warcraft because the whole point of that game is obviously being multiplayer. Well, the thing is, I mean, we, 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 I'm not going to go into any detail on it, but we talked about this last week, whereas actually one of the problems with World of Warcraft is how unsociable they've made that game compared to what it used to be. Like, we, we, we had a big emphasis on the looking for group, but actually making it so that you don't have to find people. You just log into a, 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 yeah, a dungeon and not so, talk to people. Even that has been... And flying down. as well. So you never see anybody yeah. anywhere in the world except where they flew from and to never but meet again, anybody. to draw the CS comparison, CS has both. Yeah. So yeah. why can't Overwatch have 
I don't know, but then you're, also, you're, you're talking about a game like CS that's been around for a very long time and was like created originally in a different place. I'm not saying, like, I think that obviously Overwatch won't ever get what you're saying, even though they, they probably should. No, but they, well, but they could do. I mean, it is very early stages. For, like, I just don't, I just don't understand. In a game that's built around forming teams, why they wouldn't do that? League of Legends has it. League, League of oh, Legends. Oh, just the ability to have a chat room, you mean? Oh. No, no. So in, in LOL, you've got multiple ways you can start the game. You can obviously go quick game and just go with it. Oh, I see. You mean Whichever. people can create custom games and then anyone yeah, can join but, them? But there is still custom games. Obviously, it's not quite the same and you can't revisit a server, but. You can you can jump in and talk to people and you know it's a little more sociable than just being thrown into a game with them. Yeah, also, I mean, at the moment, custom game got, in, is a is a thing in Overwatch, but you have to manually invite everyone to it. So obviously, it's not on the same level that you're talking about. But there is private. there is the yeah private game. There is the potential maybe to expand that into what you're talking about. I mean, maybe. I mean, also I, in League, you could actually at the beginning have if you joined a group, it would pop up in chat every time. I'm pretty sure you could have have a group. They were capped at like a hundred people, but you could have it. So you, you had a. You'd be, hey, look, we always hang out here if you found someone. They come along, and then you have a hundred people, and you'd see who's chat on. rooms. But um, yeah. but Heroes has that, doesn't it? Possibly. I think I think about Heroes. Heroes does because it's, it's built on the StarCraft engine, and it's something they added to StarCraft. Mm. After so much complaint. <laughs> okay, so there is there is some social aspect in there, which is good. Like, um, I, I agree with. With your point that you're making about like lobbies and things like that, like totally. But in terms of like Blizzard's idea, I wonder, <laughs> like that's how you know we all like that thing in the social aspect, and then you know making teams and think that's important. But in terms of like the mass amount of players that Blizzard aims at, like I wonder if they just figure that. You know, because most people, like in LOL, for example, like 90% of people probably do just hit the play button. I mean, and don't do anything else. And yeah. Blizzard maybe just doesn't think that, you know, setting up for lobbies and stuff, like, is worth the extra effort, maybe, as well, of having that in-game. I mean, I don't know, I'm just kind of, like, mm. thinking reasons why they wouldn't. Because they're a clever company, you know? Like, it's not like they don't think of these things surely there must be a reason you know everything they do must have a reason why they're not putting something like that in the game maybe it's just like effort versus reward for them well this is the thing though this this kind of like goes to like we talked to rupert during the week he like listened to what we're talking about last week and like where we said that blizzard hasn't made a bad game for a very long time and this is kind of what you're saying. It's like effort versus reward. Blizzard kind of know that they don't actually have to put in the full effort because the massive, rabid fan base they have will help drive them on. Yeah. Salivating for more. And I am a member of well, that like, fan base, so I can speak just, from experience. Just because it was, it was me and Martin having this conversation, I guess I'll just go over what I mean. Everyone praises Blizzard as this heighten of of gaming who do everything and everything they release is magical um and 10 years ago i would have agreed 
but recently they've released um heroes heroes of the storm which i'm pretty sure by their metrics has missed the mark it hasn't caught on competitively a lot of people play it but they're like mm, meh sure it has its diehard fans but i'm pretty sure they wanted that to be bigger um diablo uh -huh. 3 no oh, one okay. can really deny that was fucked at launch no, okay. not at all. Everyone says, "Yeah, it's a." Everyone, that's the thing. everyone says it. it's a great game now. Go, but yeah, that's amazing three, now. Three Don't say anything on. bad about Diablo now because it's <laughs> fucking awesome. But, but this is the point. It, like, was, every... it was terrible at launch. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wings of Liberty was not particularly good at launch. There's been a lot of horrendous design choices that have maintained presence in StarCraft Two throughout its entire lifetime. That was born of that. Um, and going back to chat channels and stuff, they didn't exist when StarCraft 2 launched. Um, you know the bit that I hated? The bit I hated when I was playing StarCraft 2 was the bit where they went, you can't see your losses anymore. Because at the beginning, you had your wins and your losses. And yeah. I like that. Because all I wanted to be was over 500, over 50-50. And I just used to keep that. I was like, okay, I'm two above 50-50. I'm three wins above 50-50. Like, I was like, that was my barometer. And then they took that away. And it's like... Now what? Now I'm just some arbitrary win number that I'm not. I have to keep track of my losses myself to like work out. Like, yeah. So wait, go, wait, 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 wait. You could track your losses in the game, and they took that away. Yeah, they took it away because they went too many people are getting down because they're losing a lot. So we, then we're not going to show them the losses. You can get them once you got to Master League. Master, then they gave them back because that was when you were suddenly prepared to handle. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure you could do it before Masters League. Like you, you could. Give it at gold. You could certainly give it at like platinum and diamond. Those people have played enough of the game to understand that they're going to lose roughly half of their games because the whole you're playing a game where they're meant to be balancing your MMR, so you're meant to win half of them because you should always be playing an equally skilled opponent. Obviously, you don't. That's how you move up by like going above that. But you're never going to drift massively over. Like I used to get up to like fifteen twenty, but we're talking about I played hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of games in the season kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, it, like, it, taking that away was just sort of like, ah, oh, you, you're making us, you, they even said why they did it. It just makes us all feel like little children. It's like, we can't, we can't be trusted they, to handle same, our losses. They've so done the same thing in Overwatch. They've well, done the same thing in Overwatch. They had a super detailed stat <laughs> screen that I was really excited about, like, to be able to see every detail of what happened in your game. And then, like beta and they just took it away and they were like no we don't want people to see like how much damage somebody else on the other team was doing i mean you can see some stats when it's like when they get a card or whatever at the end of the game but you can't like look at your team and go like he was doing badly and he was doing really well like you can't you've no comparison for yourself against your team yeah like, but I, the... I came first on my team like yeah, you, you do get a comparison as in, you know, if you come first, second or third, you know, if you placed in the top three and in a team of six. No, but you only know that like, oh, I got top one in damage. Like you don't, there's no other, like, you don't know, like, really, your, I suppose you see your kill death. Yeah, race, yeah, yeah. But you don't see other people's kill death. You don't see race, other people's, though. but you see, you see how you ranked on your team. I don't know, this is something where... I don't know, I, I kind of, I like the way they're going with it. You can see, they give you your own stats. Like, may, maybe you want more information about your own stats, and they tell you if you are one of the top three players on your team for that stats as well. 
and that's good. And you, and you can see your stats, and you've got your yardstick, and you can see if you're improving. And, and you like can how see how much am I better? Do you know what I mean? Like, well, there, you've got no, you've got the um, no, no, no. There, there is no the, there, there is it's the career profile where you can kind of like get a lot of information about how you've been improving as well. I, I need to look at it in more detail to see exactly yeah, what maybe it shows improve, you. But like, there's no comparison with other people. I mean, like, you don't see. Like, but a lot of that I is to deal with destroyed the, everybody like on my team in terms of damage. I, I, don't like, think, I think it's to deal with the toxic have these things in there though. They should do because they have this whole thing where it's like, oh, people can't handle it. And, you know, I play Counter Strike and I sit there and I'm going, oh, I've got no kills and ten deaths, but this time, this time, and then I get like three kills and I'm still three and ten. And everyone's going, you're only three and ten. I go, yeah, but you know how great that feels. I've got three kills. I don't care because I understand the level I'm at. I understand I'm not great at this game. I know it's like they don't have to hide the stats. You don't need to hide the stats to know that I died 20 times this game because I kept on just running back and getting shot. Like, I hate it when they try and hide it. It's like the same thing you do, you know, when you're playing kids football and go, oh, we're not keeping the score. It's going, yeah, but all the kids know who's winning. That doesn't matter. <laughs> you can go, no one's keeping score, but wait, they wait, are. Wait, 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 wait. I know no, no, I'm no. dying. That's, I know that's, I'm crap. That's not a fair analogy. You've still got a score as to what team's winning and what team's <laughs> yeah, losing. You know right? what I mean. You know I, know, I, mean. I know what you're getting at, but that's that's over that's over pushing the point because... Yeah, well, we'll just, okay, well... Oh, well, well, if they had inbuilt how many goals Johnny had scored today, then. <laughs> <laughs> but you can tell where they're dis- like you can tell where they're focused, like in terms of what they're looking at when they're designing the game, and how much attention they're paying, and how much they want that audience, like people who maybe wouldn't be that good at the game, and they still want them to like enjoy it in some way, which is kind of like a good thing to do in terms of like you know they want more people to enjoy the game but you don't want them to like do that too much in detriment of making the game like this, systems this too is, simple and not enough stats for people who play it a lot from like. a lot of blizzard games now they've they have destroyed the depth in world of warcraft yeah, exactly. They they, exactly wow, the same wow thing has no depth. But wait, 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 wait. They, before, before we no, get, wait, wait, get wait, onto that, this. no, no, we, we we will get onto it. I, I just want to say that it it, it it there there is there is reason for it. It's not just to to handhold the new players that don't want to feel bad because they don't want their really bad what score being displayed for everybody else. It's to stop the whole toxic attitude and the whole fact that there will be a very vocal probably minority part of the community that will be incredibly abusive towards people that are performing badly and yeah, it's but that, that, happens anyway. that happens anyway They'll they're doing still, badly know. And, they and, it, and they won't even have any, any I don't know. It, wait 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 in, in my experience of Overwatch the only time it happens is when someone plays a hero in a situation where they shouldn't play the hero it is the That's only time it is the only time yeah, once I know. the game launches I guarantee you but the it's, it's a game where absolutely flamed. It's a game where unless you follow somebody around and watch them, it's very fast paced and it's first person. So your field of view is very limited compared to say League of Legends or even a third person game where you can quite easily see what other people are doing. But it, it's, I, it's irrelevant. I think, I think like, it limits growth as well because it limits growth of people as players. Because the thing is, people don't just sit there and go, "Oh, this was probably down to me." 
They'll, even if they don't know who it was, they'll have seen that guy die twice in a stupid situation and go, it was his fault. Exactly. Or, his fault. Exactly. They, no one wants to blame themselves. Unless there's a hard stat on the screen that says, you were the worst, mate, get better at this game. They don't. They'll just blame someone else and keep blindly going on blaming someone else, not actually getting better. And the people yeah, who spam but... in chat are going to do that anyway, and they're going to find a target for it no matter what. I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. wait. They, they right tend now. to not find an individual target. They tend to just blame everyone else. It's like, oh, my team's rubbish. Like, well, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it stops being that singling out an individual, and it stops being, oh, my team's rubbish, <laughs> my team sucks. It's that old chat going, oh, this team. Instead of that old chat being, oh, this Lee Sin, it's now just this team, which is, that is a difference. They're not singling somebody out and making them have a bad experience because I of it. I still reckon I'll get singled out. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they'll come for me. I'll be yeah, ready. Because we'll know, we'll, we'll be playing in a pre-made team of six, and we'll know it's you. I'll be like, oh, for fuck's sake, Martin, why uh, are you so bad at these games? How are you? Sorry. Right, go on, go on Rupert. What, what were you going to say about them dumbing down World of Warcraft? <laughs> <laughs> you've forgotten it's gone it's gone okay i can't i can't remember why i can remember what i was talking about but i can't remember why it was relevant to anything so <laughs> all right fair enough it, it it's gone whatever it was relevant to has has passed <laughs> um all right. I mean, I, we, we we can wrap up on on Overwatch and just the Blizzard in general, which is what we seem to have moved on to. And I mean, I, just just to just before we finish, I am still hyped up as hell for for Overwatch. I'm not shitting on it at all. Mm-hmm. I just think recently Blizzard has been a lot weaker than a lot of people would like to believe, and. Just Nobody seeing, seems to have noticed. <laughs> yeah, and, and you, seeing, you're saying that people they they get a free pass on things that no one else gets a free pass on. It's like, yeah. oh, the servers are always down for the first week. Ah, but it's blizzard. It's fine. It's like yeah, or like they, you know, I don't know, just dumb choices that they make and dumb design choices that they make, and then just go with. You know, the the prime example for almost everyone who's played StarCraft is the Force Field. It's a shit idea. They left it in because it's a cool idea to them, and they thought, we'll balance around it. And it just leads to really shit sort of gameplay moments. So what, what does the force field do? What's the unit okay, that has so, it? Uh, the sentry has it, the Protoss sentry, and basically what it does is it creates a... Force field. For a, for a period of time, <laughs> it creates a force field which units cannot pass through certain units can crush it or whatever but you know it's above the level of discussion here and basically what it does is people have got so good at so good at it that they can siphon you know half your army just by force building it in half which leads to really janky engagements with you know where Sorry, I'll start again. It leads to really stupid examples where you might have the army that can crush the Protoss army, but you can't get to it because they have too much force field energy. And then they're gradually just pushing towards your base and into a choke point, and you just have to back off because you haven't burnt enough force field energy, and then eventually they catch you and you just get screwed. 
And the only way to get them to use that force field energy is to attack them, and then when they use them, you're cut in half, and, <laughs> and then you've yeah. lost your army anyway. So, yeah, you're, you're, the entire basis of it is that you have to give up units for free just to get energy off the sentry. And I'm not saying it's overpowered. I'm not saying any race is better than another, but it's a, it's a, a decision that at its base isn't very good. Like, it's not fun for the people that are playing against it. But Blizzard was so insistent that they wanted it in that, you know, all the Protoss units are super weak on their own because of it. And all Zergs hate it because it means that they have to just <laughs> throw units at these force fields earlier in, in the map just to try and get rid of the energy by the time it gets to the base. It's just like... Yeah, and, and the, 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 a lot of people were, didn't like it at, like when you were saying the, in the beta before before it all uh, actually came out saying this is probably not a good idea, probably wouldn't want to have this. And they were like, yeah, but look how cool it is. This is the coolest idea we've come up with. We're not dropping this now. Yeah. But Blizzard, <laughs> Blizzard do that. They, they take beta feedback, say they're working on it, and then don't. Has it been long enough? Has everyone forgotten about it now? Well, it it, it is one of the things that is hard because 99% of people that are giving beta feedback for a game have no idea what they're talking about. Now, admittedly, it, it is Blizzard's job as a game developer to be able to sift through the noise and be able to identify the good points that are being made. But well, their, their their standard reaction to anything is going to be, We'll look into it, like, or we're keeping an eye on it. My favourite one from them is when someone says something, we're keeping an eye on it. It's like, (laughs) and then nothing changes and everyone continues to say it's overpowered. And then maybe a year and a half later, so they suddenly go, oh, actually, wait a minute, maybe that is a bit strong. We should probably do something about about that. It's about about being fun. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I I know that's the point, but yeah, yeah. The Legacy of the Void beta and production cycle is the perfect example of Blizzard doing something while doing nothing at all. Like, they they said that as soon as the beta was coming out, they were going to try big changes, sweeping changes that would change the game as we know it. So they started by... Starting you off in the game with 14 workers. That was like, cool, that's one big thing. And then they were like, right, so now with this in, maybe we don't need macro mechanics. They took them out. Everyone was like, oh, this is a bit weird. What, macro mechanics? As in, like, having yeah, to drop like in, mules inject and stuff? Lava and mules. Okay. Crona beast, that sort of thing. And then they were like, uh, it sort of doesn't work, so we'll reintroduce some sort of slightly changed ones. And then they just went, fuck it, and reintroduced them. And then <laughs> I mean, I, I could see the thinking. the game, Did... and that was it. That, that was their big changes. <laughs> they just decided to revert one of them. and like eight new units or something. That was it. That's all they did. And they'd spent the whole time saying, we're doing big, big changes. And... You know, I th- another big thing that everyone has forgotten is before Her- uh, sorry, Heart of the Swarm came out, they said all their expansions were going to be priced as expansions, i.e. cheaper than the main game. That didn't happen. 
and like I just think people like to ignore the things Blizzard say and forget the things they say and because they make good games though yeah you know I mean yeah. like I know I think like I understand your points but also like I find myself like holding them to a higher level sometimes you know than just because they make good games and it's like the next game should be even better and the next thing should be even better but it's different developers and it's different producers each time and yeah, I know they learn yeah. from past games but they're like they're always still going to make like some mistakes and stuff like that yeah I, I just think they get away with a lot just because of who they are like you say they release good games and yes they do but often they're not very good games to begin with I mean they're and not it... as good as they could be definitely and they do improve them. I mean, Diablo 3 is obviously the best example of that. But quite frankly, World of Warcraft has been getting worse and worse with every release recently. Yeah. But um, Diablo couldn't get worse, do you know what I mean? So they could take the risk, like, they could take the risk to just completely turn it around. Whereas WoW is, like, a huge money maker that they don't want to, like, mess with. And they, they're just going to keep on doing, like, at this point... Like for them to make like a big change in direction in WoW, I I mean I I don't know what would have to happen. Like they'd have to lose like a ridiculous amount of subscribers for them to suddenly go. You know what? We're not going to do raids anymore. We're instead going to do this. Do you know what I mean? Like, hmm. well, like, they're yeah, always going to follow with, the same with, formula now with, in WoW. There's nowhere with WoW they don't they don't have to change much. Just the difficulty. Like that's the only thing with WoW is it's just like in order to get to the stuff in World of Warcraft that is hard, fun, and challenging for people that have played a lot of world of warcraft which to be honest is going to be the majority of their players surely most of the people that are playing wow these days are the ones that have been playing it for years and as uh, as Orton said before they're attached to their characters and so they don't want to go to a different mmo they're the ones that are going to understand how to play the game quite well like give give us something harder to do before we get to mythic raiding like that that would be nice <laughs> like, don't do I, believe garrisons we, again. I, I believe we've got a little bit sidetracked <laughs> yeah, we, we, I can't see how this relates to Overwatch. No, it doesn't. It was just the uh, the, the greater conversation of. Uh, yeah, I mean, of my, Blizzard my only point there going. was uh, Blizzard get a lot of free passes, and it worries me that they've given it a launch date that's so close. When I feel like they're just going to do the same thing they've done with their other games. But it's yeah. re- release something and then improve it and make it the game it should well, be. Well, no, yeah, but once once sort of the hype has passed, I think they need more community features in there. That's yeah, that'd be that'd be the big number one change you would put in there is more community, more yeah. community features. The, the game yeah. can be fun as hell, but if it's difficult to find people to play with, people aren't going to do it. Yeah, definitely, I can agree with that. Okay, let's uh, let's move on to some of our other news topics this week. I was actually going to have a break. I re- didn't realise that we were so far into the podcast when we actually moved into the news, so that's my bad. But um... still haven't talked about anything relevant. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it happens. It's just, um... yeah, we, we do a Hearthstone podcast, and we, we rarely get around to talking about Hearthstone on it, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so in other news this week, uh, UK-based Lionhead Studios are going through uh, discussions to close. Now, this is basically just uh, standard UK law about redundancies. You have a consultation period before you make 
everyone in your company uh, redundant. Um, this is moved by Microsoft. Microsoft are currently owning, running. I'm not sure what the relationship is, but they they currently are the bosses of Lionhead Studios. Um, and they announced yesterday. I want to say yesterday, maybe maybe the day before that. Um, Lionhead Studios will be closing. They were started in 1996 by megalomaniac Peter Molyneux. Um, their their initial release was black and white. Now I say he's a megalomaniac because he is the he is the creator of God Games. Populous was created by Peter Molyneux. Back oh, at, Populous! Oh my God! I'm... Yeah, back at Bullfrog in like 1984 or something. I don't I don't know what the release date of Populous was, but it was a it was a very Bro, very long time my ago. My childhood. <laughs> Populous I, was an awesome game. I, 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 it wasn't Populous for me. I played Theme Hospital and Dungeon oh, okay. Keeper. Oh, Dungeon yeah. Keeper was so good, like, so good. <laughs> I'm just going to skirt around. Old Theme Hospital, also the best game. Ever. Oh yeah, so Theme Hospital. I just I, said oh, Theme Hospital. I know. I'm talking about Max. Oh. He goes on there. I, just, know, like, I, I far prefer Dungeon Keeper to Theme Hospital. Don't get me wrong. Theme Hospital was fun, but all I remember about Theme Hospital was the guys with big head syndrome. I yeah, regularly yeah, yeah. still <laughs> listen to the Theme Hospital soundtrack. Oh wow! I, I can't even yeah. remember what the music to Theme Hospital oh, was it's, like. It's so good. <laughs> I, I, I probably couldn't go that far to be. <laughs> <laughs> if if you've got any tracks lined up for a break or the end, just replace it with the Theme Hospital soundtrack. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll I'll see what I can find. <laughs> it's uh, all yeah. on YouTube. It's it's there. <laughs> I'm sure it is. I'll check it out. Yeah, I was, a, I was a huge fan of Dungeon Keeper. I loved those games. The first one and the second one. The second one was just basically the first one again with just new scenarios and yeah. new units and stuff. Really cool games. Really cool. In fact, like there's been so many games like recently that have been flagged as the new Dungeon Keeper and they've all been disappointing. Like there actually hasn't been one. No one's no one's really tried to recreate that successfully. Oh yeah, there was one attempt well, there recently, was, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, there was it was Dungeons, I think it was called, yeah. and I really wanted it, but I didn't get it, and then I heard it flopped, so I never, Same. never bought it. The one time where I was a little bit hyped, but I decided to wait, and it paid off. <laughs> yeah, I think they made Dungeons too as well. Oh really? I'm. I, I may well just be making this up. It must have been somewhat successful if they made a second one. Uh, yeah, they made Dungeons too. It's a, it's a bit difficult with, like, fairly old games that you haven't played in that long. Because I know, like, I really enjoyed the game as well. But I guess my idea of it now might be that it's a lot better than it actually was. And remaking that game in the image of what people expect now is definitely a really hard thing to do. Well, whatever they make, it can't be as bad as their fucking mobile game. <laughs> oh. Oh god, was it EA did that to us? Yeah. I I didn't play it, I heard it was horrific though. Although although hang on, on a on a better on a nicer note, Dungeons 2 seems to have fairly positive um fairly positive reviews and things, so Okay. Check them yeah. out. Alright. Might be worth checking out. But anyway, should we go back to uh <laughs> what, whatever the, it was we were supposed to be talking about. The uh, the loss of Lionhead Studios, one of the few remaining uh, UK-based game developers. Um, they had around about 100 employees. Um, 
sadly they will all be looking for work i imagine do not worry about <laughs> no more shit fables <laughs> yeah, yeah no more no more fable games they were of course the uh, creators and developers of all the fable games that have been in the last few years um we're not doing that anymore fable sort of went over my head i wasn't that big i've never played them either like interestingly I played, enough I played all of them oh really well i mean were they good um, they get a lot of hype the first one was really good and then the second one was not great and then the third one was awful and then actually was there a fourth one maybe i didn't play that was there a fourth yet i can't even remember well the, their Fa- fable it. legends is in beta currently like there, there are people playing a game that the company that is being shut down is making at the moment well, that's um, been cancelled, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It, it will end on April the 13th. And apparently there is a working cash shop in the game at the moment as well. Um, and anyone yeah, yeah. anyone that's bought anything will be that entitled to it. That always lights my fire for <laughs> play a new game. Yeah, there, there will be full refunds. <laughs> full refunds for all of them. If you're worried about old Peter Molyneux, uh, he left the company in 2012, so you don't actually have to worry about him too much. Yeah. He went back to creating God games, surprisingly, and Goddess that came out about two years ago. Uh, or three years ago. pretty angry about that. What's that? What's that? Are they not Goddess? I, I didn't hear started, too much about and, it. And, and it was fucked for ages. Oh, really? Uh, and now he's just announcing another one. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, Peter Molyneux has not had a good reputation in the last ten years in general. Um... Uh, from what I've from, from what I've seen, he he has a uh, he has a reputation for over promising and under delivering, <laughs> um, which I guess fits in with the uh, the anger about Goddess as well. But yeah, but anyway, it's uh, it's sad that a UK developer is closing. We have less and less of them since you don't get any tax breaks in the UK for being a games developer. So Rockstar isn't, but don't Rockstar produce all of their stuff out of Canada now? Canada, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they obviously did start in Scotland, but isn't aren't their main studios in Canada now? I don't know if they have a UK based office anymore. I don't know. I thought they did most of the work on GTA five in this country. Um I'm just gonna have a quick look. Rockstar North. No, Rockstar Primary North. Develop, primary developer of the Grand Theft Auto series. Yeah, they're still based in Edinburgh. As well as well as Red Dead Redemption and Max Payne three. Mm. Yeah, then they're still yeah. based in Edinburgh. Okay, all right. So they the, are still the in the UK. UK. Still made, still made GTA Five. <laughs> we still made one of the most successful games of the last ten years. Hooray! <laughs> and we made most of the successful games of the ten years previous to that. <laughs> I'm going to go out and fly that flag. But yeah. yeah, okay, all right. Well, that is very sad, and. Very sad. Well, it's it's pretty sad, but if they're literally, if it, if all they're doing is trying to churn out free to play bullshit, then <laughs> it's not I that can't sad. Say that I'm that <laughs> I, I I do wonder if it is to do with the UK taxes. Like, admittedly, like obviously Rockstar are fine, but Rockstar are a <coughs> ridiculously successful company. Yeah, um, they're, they're making a bit of money. <laughs> Whereas I know there's been a lot of complaints about the lack of any kind of tax breaks in the UK for games developers compared to the rest of Europe. I mean, let, let alone the rest of the world. And so it's just, if if you're going to start a games developer, you're, you're better off doing it on the continent or you're better off doing it in North America than you are to doing it over oh, here. Oh, they did make black and white, though. 
Yeah, yeah, that that was their first game. Was black and white. Another god game, surprisingly. All right, but honestly, looking at their looking at their rundown, it, it sucks that people are losing their job. But we're not losing anything other than Fable. Oh yeah, yeah, we're not losing anything other than Fable. Which Fable. I'm sure the rights will be bought by Microsoft. Oh yeah, as it is a successful IP, I'm sure they will continue it somewhere else. Yeah. It so, will be fine. <laughs> if, if you love Fable. People are losing their job. Boo. Yeah. Everything else carries on as usual. Except for them. Mm-hmm. Okay, the next news night we have is uh, something from last week that uh, we got left off because once again we ended up talking too much crap about too much stuff for too long. Um, <laughs> and that Sounds is... <laughs> this is based off an article I read off Polygon which I just thought was quite interesting. So, like I say, it's now over a week old but Nintendo has been urged by producers to go the Marvel route and start making their own movies. Um, now, these producers that we speak of are Adrian Askery, who's the CEO of Prime Universe Films, who made the Hitman movies. I'll let you be the judge of how good the Hitman movies are for yourself. Um, and then also Roy Lee, who's the co-founder of Vertigo Entertainment, who have actually made a lot of films. But the computer game link is a rather weak one because they made the Lego movie. Um, Which is fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Lego movie. <laughs> Why are you knocking the Lego movie? I'm not knocking, knocking the Lego, Lego movie. I'm knocking the link to computer games because, like, it, obviously uh, there's a I lot of playing, Lego computer Lego games. Potter only yesterday, so I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, about. obviously there's a lot of Lego computer games, but, you know, Lego was is, is so, something so, else long before so it was a computer game. I don't understand game. the Lego movie, and then there's a lot of Lego computer games. Oh, it's all there. Put, put the pieces <laughs> together, Max. But yeah, I I personally think this would be a really bad idea for Nintendo to start making their own movies for Mar- like especially from the comparison from Marvel because well Mar- Marvel obviously already had an inbuilt narrative whereas Nintendo games don't necessarily tend to have a particularly strong narrative. It's well, rescue the princess. Mario would be c- completely out of the question because that has nothing. Yeah, they and they've already I, tried to do it, and it wasn't that yeah, good. Yeah, everyone's seen that. <laughs> yeah. I I'm sure they could make something with it, but I can't see it being m- much more than the Lego Movie, where it's very basic, very sort of kid friendly, which to me feels odd because you're. Your average Mario gamer probably now is like mid twenties, maybe even older. Yeah, I'd say probably yeah. a bit older. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm your average Mario. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure. Like Mario, well, Mario first came out in 1985, didn't it? So like, yeah. so I mean, Mario, they they probably try it, and it would be like the Lego Movie, and every every Nintendo fan would hate it. I think because it. It would just be like, what is this? I'm sure it'd be good, but aimed at aimed at the wrong people. I think. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, do, do do they have any IPs that lend themselves to <laughs> two movies? Interesting with Metroid. Okay. Um, I've never I've never actually played solidly through a Super Metroid game. You should. Um, do they actually have an in-depth story? I didn't realise no. that they did. Oh, okay. No. Like it, <laughs> so, basically, what, what are you drawing on here, then? 
there's there's the the snare story is right. The the best story ever actually. I think it's from after you complete the snares one. I think it's going into Metroid Fusion. The story is Samus is put to cryo sleep while her ship takes her home, and her ship locks onto a distress signal. <laughs> That's it. Do, do you get any kind of resolution to that? <laughs> to her it, it locking gives onto a distress a lot of space to uh, work a story within that. Though, <laughs> there, there's there's a bit more to it than that, but that's basically, you know, if I checked you midway through the game, you wouldn't particularly need anything to carry on, and most people that play it don't really know what the story is anyway, and the stories are. Usually things like, there's one game, I can't remember which one it is, where the Metroid takes over your suit. So you're sort of stripped of everything. And it's basically just you trying to get around the zones the alien in your suit is locking down and stuff. So it's wide open for a story. They could just make some shit up and throw it in, and it would be... I think Max is saying, like, the difference with comic books is, like, you don't need to just, like, make a kind of fill-in yeah. story. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's just infinite, like, stuff that they have there to work on. And they just need to make a good movie out of it rather than, like, make a good story and make a good movie, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and also you've got characters with that have character development already. Like, what is Mario's character development? What is his history? Where has he come from? What's his motivation? Like, he jumps on things' heads and he dresses in dungarees. That's as deep as Mario gets. Yeah, his motivations, he's got to get that plumbing job done before the end of the day. I mean, I... I think they could bend The Legend of Zelda to make something cool, but I think that would piss a lot of people off. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I guess you're right. I mean, like, I'm, I'm sure there'd be enough fans out there that would be like, "Oh my god, a Legend of Zelda movie! That would be amazing." But actually, like, would it? Would it really? Like that that character? Like every single time you play Link, he's waking up. Like that guy spends most of his time asleep unless something terrible is happening. So he doesn't really have any history either. And like in every game, he's a completely different person. I swear. Like well, I think. I think the problem Nintendo would really have is just identifiability. The only character they really have that is universally known is Mario. Yeah. Mar- Mario well, Mario is their flagship intellectual property. Yeah, I mean if I showed my my mom Link she wouldn't know what it was. She might have seen it in my room, but she wouldn't be like, "Oh, it's She'd also yeah. probably assume his name was Zelda. Zelda as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, Pikachu, yeah, but they've already done films on Pokemon. Is is Pokemon a, a Nintendo property? Is it? I, I mean, I don't yes. know. Yeah. Okay. I I don't know enough. I don't know. I know nothing about Pokemon. I am actually slightly too old for it. Like when it when it became when it happened and it became big. I was I was a teenager and I was too cool for Pokemon. Like I went through like a ridiculous too phase. Too cool for school. Yeah. Kirby's very oh, cool. But if if right challenge, walk away from your screen. Find the closest person that you know doesn't play games. If you live with your roommates or whatever, 
walk out onto the street, show them Kirby, <laughs> ask them what it is, and see what answer you get. Yeah, I, I think that's fair enough. I don't think, even as a gamer, I think I would struggle to draw Kirby from like, <laughs> from just imagination. Like, and, and yeah, I don't Kirby's think... that little pink thing. Yeah, yeah it's pink, just a almost cloud like thing. But yeah. Puffy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like his general shape, I don't think I could draw. I've got a rough idea of what he looks like, but yeah. Basically, the the comics are working because the characters are recognizable. Everyone knows who you know Spider Man is or Iron Man or whatever. Whether you whether you follow it or not, you know. Whether you know the deep knows, of their character, yeah. you know you know them. Everyone knows who Batman and Spider-Man are, and it's like, as we've said, there is already story there to build on. It's not, it's not like you can say that with Nintendo. Mm. I, uh, I can't see it working. Like, no, I mean, obviously, no a good movie could happen, like where you've got a good writer and good director and cast, whatever. But in it terms could. of like pumping out game movies, I just don't think. You're just not going to get the like enough good movies out of it, really. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, or enough people that are even going to want to watch them. At the at the end of it, I think it's plausible that it could happen and they could be good, but they're not going to be. <laughs> what about Honestly. the Warcraft movie? Who's looking forward to that? Oh. <laughs> well, see the Warcraft movie. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna want to watch it. I'm, I, I'm, I'm gonna see it. I, I, I I'm not I'm sure about it. I'm gonna cry through the entire thing. <laughs> I'm see it. The, the Warcraft movie is like they're, they're just making orcs and humans. They're making the storyline of the first war. I mean, that's all they've gone and done. Which is, oh, just guess is fine and whatever. It's no, it's no real problem. Like, why not? Um. But I yeah, fucking does, I agree, Salzy. They should have just let the Blizzard art department do it. Yeah, their, real their CGI is so good. Yeah, <laughs> and the CGI in that movie just looks disappointing. It looks crap. Yeah, it like, looks unless they, unless they do something magic in post production that they haven't shown anyone. It looks terrible, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, I'm no, so no, sad. I do, I do agree. I am so worried about what that movie looks like. <laughs> like, uh, and yeah, and also like doing, I keep doing like all the lore on like the uh, on the Unstable Portal podcast for like Warcraft lore. I'm worried that I've spoiled the whole movie for myself as well, <laughs> just by going back over all of that stuff. But um... <laughs> I know it's a silly point. Yeah, but you're not allowed to stop now. Maybe that's how they like it. So. Maybe you didn't know about anything about Spider-Man, but I guess in English-speaking countries, which is unfortunately where the, the mass media is looking. Yeah, well, yeah, but I, mean, but I don't. Think, it's not a valid argument to say I only knew about Spider-Man because of the cartoon. You go, I only knew about X-Men because of the cartoon, but that's yeah. how you know about the X-Men was the greatest cartoon to happen yeah, in the eighties. No. It was absolutely amazing, or early nineties. Thundercats. But, no. Okay. All right. All right. Bucky O'Hare. That's... Bucky O'Hare. No, no, Thundercats. Thundercats <laughs> or X-Men. It's a tough choice. There was also a great cartoon called Fantastic Max, but most I'll, people I'll don't know. With, I'll go with Thundercats for the 80s and then sort of mid-90s X-Men. Yeah. Although I, I have gone back and watched episodes of X-Men as a grown-up. It, it, it's, yeah, don't, don't do that. 
don't 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 ever don't ever ruin that for yourself it's a terrible terrible idea the voice acting the plots and everything in those cartoons was absolutely horrific but it was so cool (laughs) they've made a lot of good superhero cartoons recently i'm not huge on the the backstory so i can't tell you that it's accurate or whatever but they're entertaining for what they are Mm. yeah they're all on netflix (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i think batman is the prime example with anything since um, mark hamill started voicing the joker is very good from batman which actually goes back to like the late 90s they had oh my god i always forget his name um name John DiMaggio John DiMaggio if you did the thing where you um, describe the card we can work it out but if you don't give us any hints (laughs) the only thing the only thing I could have done would have been that time that Bender voiced the Joker Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, John, um, John thingy, yeah, yeah. John DiMaggio, John Martin. Martin, is that is that yeah, what you're trying to say? Yeah, I was joking. Calm down. Oh dear. Well, all right. So yeah, I think I think we're in agreement that that, that Nintendo as films Nintendo probably, should not make movies. They should not it make movies. It would be it would be awesome if they did and it worked, but it's not going to. If you don't believe us, watch Resident Evil. <laughs> we'll have this discussion again. Watch Resident Evil or, or watch Super Mario Brothers. Oh my god! <laughs> like, oh, that film is so. But the thing is, the Super Mario Brothers is in that in that weird niche genre of it's so bad, it's good. It's like kind you of can, fun. Yeah, yeah, you can you can sit down, you can sit down and really enjoy watching that movie. But it is awful. It is terrible. Do not watch that film. All right, I do believe that is all the time we have for this week believe we're done every every, everyone's looking like they're falling asleep already so uh it probably is about time we wrap this up we will of course be back next week same time monday 9 p.m literally got about halfway through the set mates (laughs) i know i know yeah yeah standard standard it's fine we've been here for two hours we either do do too much or too little we either have uh yeah we we never get it bang on the first one you said what cartoon? Sorry, ignore me. Okay. All right. I'm going to play us some outro music. <laughs> okay. And we'll be back next week. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye bye. Insert random after the music shit to happen here. (laughs) Bye.